So welcome to another episode of the Swamp Inside Florida Athletics. I'm your co-host, Anthony Beck, along my other co-host. Jerry Brown. And Ben Third, Marcus Davis. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, bro. I'm excited. Uh coming off a win. So I'm doing pretty good, man. No matter if it was McNeese State or whatever. <laughs> hey man, same here. And yeah. finally, my 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 record with me in attendance at the swamp is now 500. So I'm doing great. <laughs> Hey man, it's been a long time. I ain't been there in a minute since what 2014. Had a bad taste in my mouth after the LSU game. We finally got one out the way. Uh, the only thing that that didn't I don't like that is still around is that every time I've been there, a tight end dropped a touchdown pass wide open in the end zone in the same spot. That, wow, you may you may need to um, stop going to games. That's gonna happen. Relax. We won the game. It's all good. We're fine. This time, <laughs> but uh, can't win them all. We got a special guest joining us for the first time tonight. He is one of the writers on VolQuest.com and also is one of the hosts of Locked On Vols. We have Eric Kane joining us tonight. Eric, how you doing tonight? Doing well, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we definitely appreciate yes, you on and talking the the biggest game in the SEC this week. I would say I don't I don't know what SEC Nation was thinking, but you know, <laughs> going to Starkville. But I figured, um, yeah, Florida and Tennessee is the biggest game in the SEC this weekend. Um, Tennessee's coming off another win over Austin P, a thirty to thirteen win. Be headed down to the swamp this upcoming Saturday. So, um, Eric, so um, to kind of recap, um, you guys' games. So, what, what are some of the things you saw in in that game that you were impressed with or concerned about going into this game against Florida? Yeah, I mean, t- Tennessee won the game about 17 points. Tennessee, I mean, it was never in doubt, especially in the second half. But, I mean, that's a game where it's Austin P. I I mean, you, you should have won by 50, like no joke. I mean, it's an SES school. Yeah. The line came out Saturday morning. I think it was like 39 and a half in the hook or something. And, you know, Tennessee offensively just never got going in the first half. It was slow. Um uh, Joe Milton and his receivers were not good. They were not in sync whatsoever. Tennessee ran the ball really, really well. And then finally they just went to it, – it, it, not necessarily because Austin P dictated it, but they were just, you know, giving it open, the the perimeter, you know, passing game, the screen game, you know, getting out quick. And so they went to that the second half. And, again, Tennessee went up to control the game. It was never in doubt or anything. But it was kind of disappointing, to be completely honest with you. It was kind of a, a bad taste in your mouth because the offense really never got going. But – uh, so far, you know, I, I thought uh, a little bit of that in game one against Virginia, but it was much better. The offense looked a whole lot better against Virginia. Defense has come to play so far. Of course, you know, we'll, we'll see how good this defense is, you know, in the swamp this weekend. But I think the defense is much better for Tennessee. And um, it's it's not Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt and, you know, Byron Young, who, you know, had a sack in the NFL making his debut the other day. But, I think it's a pretty solid team, but uh, obviously a, a huge test and a, a place where you haven't won in 20 years in the swamp, and that's coming up here in a couple of days. That's a crazy stat. Like the last time that Tennessee won there, I was in kindergarten. Yeah, like, that's a crazy statistic for any major program. But it's gonna be a competitive game. I already feel it. You just made me feel old as hell, saying that because you are old, baby. Because <laughs> that what 2005? I was what. Well, I was about to turn 13. That 2003. Year. I, was, I was three, dude. Oh, dude. Hold on. I was about to turn 12 or 11 then. Yeah, I was Eric, five years old. I was over three odds. Eric, how old were you, bro? 
I was, let's see, in, in 2003, I guess I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. Um, I don't okay. remember. I mean, it was a while ago. It was Casey Clawson. But, you know, Tennessee, obviously, you guys know this. I mean, Florida's kind of dominated this series, you know, for uh, the last 20-some-odd years. And even when Spurrier was there, of course, kind of dominated yeah. the series. Uh, Tennessee won back-to-back in 03. They won at home at Neyland in 04. Uh, James mm-hmm. James Woolhoyt had the 51-yard field goal. Didn't win again until 2016. And, of course, won last year. So, uh, Tennessee's looking for back-to-back wins over Florida for the first time since 04. First win in the Swamp since 03. So, yeah, it's it's been a tough place to play, that's for sure. You know, normally, I would say do not remind me of 2004 because that was pain as a Florida fan. But I always say, for me personally, the worst loss I've ever witnessed Florida actually have was 2001 against Tennessee. Like, I'll never get over that. That That is the one game I will never get over. I'm just going to say there was pass interference on the two-point play. Nobody called it. I don't understand why. Here he right. goes. All you had to do is just throw the little yellow flag out, but, you know, I guess y'all just didn't want to see Florida and Miami in the Rose Bowl. Y'all just wanted to see Nebraska, and look what happened when you got Nebraska. Hey, That's man, a game that uh, Tennessee-Florida played, what, December, right? First of December? Yeah, because yeah. of hurricane, right? Ironically, what's today's date? Because of 9-11, yeah, because of 9-11. Oh, because of 9-11, what are thinking about? Yeah. Tennessee had to move a game with um, – Tennessee had to move a game with LSU a couple of days uh, because of Katrina. But, yeah, this this was yeah. – uh, yeah, th- this was 9-11. Uh, they had to move it and they oh, yeah. played it – played in December the weekend before, I guess, the, the conference mm-hmm. championship games. Wait, the game with LSU, wasn't that the game where it was like 13 guys on the field or something like that or something crazy? No, so you're talking about LSU game? No, so that game was in um, that game was in 2010. I remember that because I was oh. a senior in high school or junior in high school one. And, yeah, Tennessee had, like, Tennessee had like 14 guys on the field and they missed the field goal and everybody's celebrating. They're like, wait a minute, one, two, three. Uh, they go back, get another opportunity, and of course they lose. Or it, yeah, no, they weren't kicking a field goal. They made the stop. Yeah, but they had 14 men on the field. That was 2010, and um, yeah, it's it's been a rough, you know, since Fulmer's been gone. It's it's been a it's been a rough go about for Tennessee fans until Josh Heupel got here. Yeah, that's true. Josh Heupel's been really impressive as a head coach there. You know, the offense he's installed there. He's a heck of a play call. One of the best play callers in the college football. It was, sure. In my opinion, in football, period. You can include the pro game, too. And that offense is so damn tricky because you know how, how wide the hash marks are in college football. Hypo and those guys use every single blade of grass that you possibly can within the rules in the offense, and they just go at teams. Like They, they set the run on fire last year with Hooker and all those guys. And this year you have Joe Milton, who's not exactly hand the Hooker, but he has an absolute gas cannon. So what are the things so far two games in that you've been impressed with with Joe Milton, the things that you might need to work on with him? Again, um, you know, last week was not a very good week for him or his receivers. Um, I don't think Tennessee was looking down on an opponent. I just think they never really got in sync. It, I mean, it was bad, man. Like, receivers were dropping balls. Um, you know, Milton, he, he used to be – his downfall was being really inaccurate. And last year yeah. he was – wasn't the starting quarterback, but he played a lot because Tennessee was beating everybody. Uh, very accurate with the football. And, of course, he had that big Orange Bowl win. Very accurate with the football. Um, Virginia, yeah. first game this year, you could tell that he's been working on his accuracy and take, take taking some 
you know, adding some touch to them and not just throwing fastballs. But last week just wasn't a good week. Um, so, like, it, it's kind of weird because it's only been two games. It's been a little bit of a small sample size. But he's making the right decisions, I'll say this. You know, earlier on in his career, a little bit at Michigan, um, he would put the ball in harm's way. Um, he'd make mm-hmm. silly decisions. He's not doing that anymore. I mean, he's, he's a six-year college guy. Like, he is who he is at this point, but he's still kind of getting better a little bit and trying to – you know, this is his last ride. He's trying to go to the NFL, and, you know, if you if you can, you know, kind of put it together, uh, you know, he could be this year's Anthony Richardson, if you will. I mean, the tools and the makeup are kind of there. So um, he's just physically gifted. He's a big guy. Looks like Cam Newton, no joke. He's lost a little bit of weight to kind of help with his escapability and to mm-hmm. run with the football when needed. So that's been good to see. But um, he is a physical, you know, specimen, and uh, he's got a strong arm. But I think that you can tell that he's, he's worked on putting some touch and more accuracy in his throws. And, and that's been good to see. Right, Jerry, you got any questions? Yeah, actually, man. So I got a chance to watch uh, you guys' Virginia game. And I feel like, you know, even though Joe Milton's not Hendon Hooker, you know, necessarily, I feel like y'all took a step forward on the defensive end. I feel like y'all have tons of athletes flying around. Uh, so what do you what do you feel about you guys' defense? And what do you think changed from last year to this year? Yeah, man. I, I'm again. I'm excited about this defense. It's looked really good the first two weeks, and that's why I'm so yeah. intrigued about this upcoming weekend with Florida, because this will be the best offensive line, the best offense. But you know, it it's SEC ball. Um, but they they they're gonna play twelve guys. They're gonna play a ton of guys. Everybody stays fresh. They are long, athletic, and quick off the edge. Uh, game you watched, James Pierce had a couple of sacks. Tyler Barron had a couple of sacks, and they're really really quick and. They'll go to this Rabbits package where they essentially have four defensive ends on the field at the same time, and they get after the quarterback on third down. So mm-hmm. um, I like this defense. I like the front seven a lot because you've had guys who are now entering their third year in the system. They know the system. They know the expectations. They know how to play defense complementing the Tennessee offense, which means they're on the field so many more plays in comparison to other defenses. Sometimes yeah. they don't get much of a break because if Tennessee goes three and out <laughs> – it's literally like a minute and a half, two minutes, maybe. <laughs> and so they're right back on the field. So they, they kind of know how to do all that. So I like the defensive line. Um, at linebacker, Tennessee was looking really good. Unfortunately, uh, Keenan Peely, the transfer from BYU, he's going to be out for a while. He's got a he's got a, a, a tricep. Uh, I believe it's a torn tricep. So he's out. But Ooh, Aaron Beasley, man. he's Ooh. there. And now it's Aaron Beasley and a bunch of young guys. But I still like that linebacker room. And, and then in the secondary, you return a lot of guys um, – that weren't very good last year, but you had a couple of transfers in that mix. And, and if the rush is better from your front four, then that's going to help out your back end so much. And we've seen those two units kind of work together the first two games of the season. So, again, Florida's going to be a challenge. How, how much better are you improved? But I'm with you, man. I I think Tennessee's defense can take a step this year for sure. And, and maybe oh, you're yeah. a better overall team, even though you lost all that firepower on offense. Right. Speaking of your uh, seven – one guy who's really caught my eye on that defensive line has been Amari Thomas. So what are the things that he brings to the table for your defense? Amari Thomas, man, he might be he might be the most athletic guy on the team. He's 315, 320 pounds, six foot four. He moves so well. He's got really good balance. He's an NFL prospect type guy. He's a leader, not just for Tennessee's defensive line, not just for Tennessee's team, but he's one of those um I forgot what they called him, like those you know, appoint appointed leaders from around the SEC that go to those conferences or whatever. 
Uh, he's one oh, of those yeah, guys. So he's good, man. He's super strong. I feel like he could play offensive tackle, and he might be Tennessee's best offensive tackle like right now. Like he's just super athletic. He's a good football player. Um, I think he's made strides to be a better pass rusher because, of course, he plays the interior, and uh, that's Tennessee hasn't had much rush from the interior the last couple of years. But I think he's really worked on that over the offseason, trying to put it to use, uh, along with Omar Norman Lott, who's in there with him this year as well. So, Maury Thomas, man, he, he's a big guy. He's a stud. Um, he, he's definitely the leader of that group. And I, I think as he goes, kind of that defensive line will go. For me, on the offense side of the ball, the guy that's caught my eye, really, and I think everybody's eyes, running back Jalen Wright. So what have you, what have you seen from him this year? Like, what kind of jump do you think he's made from last year to this year? What have you seen so far this season? I thought he was you – know, I like Tennessee's running back room. I know Florida's got a couple of really good backs. Um, I know before injury, uh, Georgia had some pretty good backs. Um, Alabama's always got some good running backs. But, I mean, I like Tennessee's group as a whole. You've got Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, Dylan Sampson. And all three of those guys have played a ton of football. I mean, Jabari Small, I feel like he's been here a decade now. He's, he's a senior – and he's kind of been that RB1 the last couple of years. But last year, Jalen Wright, in my opinion, was the best guy on the team. I mean, he he led the team in rushing, but didn't get nearly as many touches as Jabari Small. And he's just continued to add weights, look more like – he was kind of a scat back when coming into college. He looks like an SEC running back right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the fastest guys, not only on the team, but in the league. And I think this year what sets him apart is his vision and his patience. Um Super patient runner, and he couldn't run between the tackles when he first got here, but now he's really strong through the tackles. So it's been kind of a running back by committee, and Tennessee will give a ton of carries and a ton of playing time to Jabari Small as well. But uh, Jalen Rod is RB1, uh, and, and then there's a drop-off. He's really good, and I think now that you're getting in SEC games, I think Tennessee needs to start you know, trying to give him the football you know, 15 yeah. to 18 times a game, you know, whether it be – carries, touches, throw the ball out of the backfield, whatever the case is, they need to work him into the game plan a whole lot more because he's he's been really good. Right. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree, man. Oh, go ahead, A.B. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I think it's, like, ultra important. I think this game uh, coming up Saturday, I think it's going to be uh, more of a defensive game than what people think. I think it's going to be a battle between, you know, whichever team can force the most turnovers, I think, will end up ultimately winning the game. So it's going to be pivotal for Tennessee to mix it up. Uh, I, I don't think Florida we, – we are still trying to figure out uh, who we are against a good defense, right? We ran the ball so many times against McNeese State, basically saying, you know, this is our identity. But against a talented front like Tennessee, I don't think we're going to be able to do that as much. So we're going to have to find out uh, how to keep the offense balanced. But I think Tennessee has the advantage in a way in which Joe Milton has a cannon arm, so the defense has to be spaced out. And then you have a running back that's improved running between the tackles. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. But it's going to be a battle defensively, I think. Would it be worst-case scenario for Florida if Tennessee were to go down there and jump up with a couple of scores early? Because because then that would force – because I didn't watch the whole Utah game, but it looked like they had to kind of give up on the run game and, and, and go throwing just because they were down so quickly. Would that be kind of worst-case scenario for Florida? Yes, 10,000%. They're not exactly built to come from behind. And it's, and it's a system where – so far in two years in Bill Napier's tenure, they have a losing record when they throw more than 30-plus times a game. So this, this is a team that's designed to run the football and run effectively. If they can't, the odds stop to start to drop. 
And plus, with this defense, it's talented and it's played well. And it's, it's, there's this bit more structure with Arsenal Armstrong there as defensive coordinator this year. But it's also really young. So, yep. just for example, just in the back end alone, in the safety spot, it's there's a true sophomore and a true freshman back there and a transfer in for Michigan and RJ Moten. So, communication issues, especially with an offense like, like Josh Heupel's in Tennessee, where every blade of grass is being used. A guy may run a slant in here or he might run a sluggo from the outside. That causes a lot of communication problems. And the, the stem on the route is a lot different than what you would normally see in a contemporary offense. So it's going to be a lot of guys have to talk, guys have to communicate, guys have to be in, have to be in the right position. So if they get behind, like, two scores, even at home, it's going to be a bit of a problem. Yeah, it looks dark. <laughs> I, I thought so again because like I, I know that etn and uh was it was a montreal johnson right is that his yeah, name? Right. yeah yeah like I, I know like i know those names i know they're pretty good backs and when i saw florida only had 13 yards rushing against utah i'm like i know you're playing from behind but it's like you kind of gave up on that altogether mm-hmm. and so i think for florida that'd be worst case scenario but you know to your point i think because of the struggles a little bit offensively for Tennessee, especially this last week, I mean, I, I think it's going to have to rely on its defense a little bit to kind of spark and get some plays, some special teams. And, you know, it's going to be – another thing I'm, I'm really intrigued to see about is you go on the road, first true road game of the season for Tennessee. It's going to be loud. Uh, procedural penalties, all that pre-snap stuff. Because Tennessee struggled with that at Georgia last year. I mean, that was, you know, two oh, undefeated yeah. teams, yeah, you know, one bad. versus one, whatever. Tennessee had, like – you know, four or five procedural penalties, kind of like yep. uh, I know Florida had a couple against Utah, but I'm intrigued to see how they kind of handle all that. Plus, they've rotated a lot of offensive line too, so they don't have a set five right now. So, a lot of questions. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know kind of how Tennessee answers on Saturday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We had those exact same questions with offensive line because we saw against Utah, we had some struggles here and there in protecting Graham Mertz and be able to get movement in the run game, like. Because we're playing with the back of Sarah now in in Nick in Nick Slaughter because Kingsley Aguilar he has a high ankle sprain so he's probably not going to play all the thing right. Been cleared to play. That's that was the breaking news I had. Oh, he's cleared to play. I cleared, cleared, cleared to play. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because you need him. He's a senior. He's been he's been in the program for years. He knows what to do. You need guys like that in, when you get to SEC play. Go and, ahead, Marcus. We all know where he's from. Go ahead and say it. Duval. <laughs> I had to do it. Every Jacksonville player, he's got to do that. You, I, do I don't, what, you do what Pensacola players too, A.B. Let's be serious here. He does. The bias is real on both ends. Listen, as a Titans fan, the only Duval that I'll respect is Adam Duval for the Atlanta Braves there for a couple of years. So. Hey, we, we gave y'all Derrick Henry, so you're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> couple. Couple, couple of stiff arms later, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. He still he stiff arms in high school. It was not fun. <laughs> I bet it wasn't. <laughs> it's was like, there's no way this kid's 78 80 years old. I'm in there, skinny little eighth grader has to get in the game, and I'm seeing him coming full speed. I'm like, oh no. It's a good story though. I mean, literally, you can tell that story for the you know rest of all time. Yeah, I got stepped on by Derrick Henry in high school. And he won, and he won the game, so I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that being a good story, but you can't explain that to the wife and kids growing up. You can't do that. No, you you, you, have, have, to, you have to gas it as much as possible. Tell the wife that. No, I'm definitely gassing it, but no, nah, man, Derrick Henry is just—he's ain't nobody built like him. I've never seen anyone before, and maybe even since, is going to be like that guy. 
See, I thought Trent Richardson was that guy because having to tackle him, it hurt a lot. Shoulders are hurt, your chest is all sore. You, you might you might have lost um, part of your chin strap trying to tackle him. But then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry comes along and is like, okay, um, how many six foot three, 250 pound running backs do we have out here? Yeah, the problem I, is, the thing is, what Trent Richardson with Derrick Henry is, Derrick Henry, one, will actually pick the correct hole to run through. And two, oh he's liable to run past you just as much as he's, he is to run through you. He's a freak. He's a defensive end that can run like a four or five. Yes. Yeah. yeah so um, speak, speak, speak he went to Alabama. Somebody didn't call him a linebacker. Come on, AB. We're not talking about that. Bro. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> but uh, I wanted I wanted to ask you, Eric, because uh, we're bringing up these running backs from from Alabama. I kind of want to ask you something like outside of Tennessee and Florida. So going forward, man, like you know, you saw you've seen Georgia, you've seen Alabama. Uh, what have you taken away from their performances so far? And like, how do you think Tennessee will fare against those two teams? Because y'all have to play them both, unfortunately, every yeah. year. So. That is unfortunate. I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. Every single year, got to play them yeah. both. Um, I have not watched Georgia a lot so far, uh, just because of when Tennessee's been playing, been working those. Okay. Um, I've watched a little bit of Alabama, of course. Alabama's played a good team. Texas is a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we kind of saw there. I mean, what was it Jalen Milrow? Was he like what thirteen to twenty-seven something? I mean, yeah. his stats haven't been horrible, but you know, when you're in a position where you're playing from down, and if he's your guy, I mean, that's big time question marks. Now he is an absolute freak. He's mm-hmm. dynamic with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's the type of guy like if you're up, you know, a score in the fourth quarter, like I want him. I, I want the ball in his hands the entire time. Yeah. But kind of playing from behind and having to win a football game by throwing, I'm just. I'm not sure if he was the right guy, you know, over Tyler Buckner or Ty Simpson. So, you yeah. know, we'll see. I, one of the best rosters, in my opinion, in football still. I mean, it's an incredible team roster and all that. Um, it'll be challenging. Um, plus, you know, Tennessee beat Alabama last year, so Alabama's going to be it's going to be at home this year that game. So it's gonna it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be a great environment. That's when they're going to want to get back. So I don't think that the defense for Alabama is going to be nearly as good as what it was the last couple of years. So it's uh, we'll not. See. It, and then Georgia, I haven't seen Georgia play, but I mean, as long as you get a quarterback that's not turning the football over, I mean, I think they're going to be just as good, man. That roster's incredible. And they still have yeah. some really talented guys in the back end, like Malachi Stars. He was a big difference maker last year. And yeah. their communication in that back end safety spot is still really, really good. It was better. That's, that's one thing where I thought they could beat Bama at last year was that their safety, their safety room and their corner wasn't quite as cohesive as he usually is. And with the way Tennessee runs offense and the way they were just on roll with the talent that they had last year, it was going to be an up-and-down game. And that's what it turned out to be. Yeah. I think Georgia got better at skill this year, big time, right? I mean, you got Rob Rob Thomas. You got Dominic Lovett. Of course, you already have Brock Bowers. You got Lab McConkey. Like, I think they've got better at the skill positions offensively. And you got a more talented quarterback. I mean, Setson Bennett, again. Yeah. You know, he's right. college football legend, love the story and all that. I mean, Tennessee fans are like the story, but like it's a really good story and all that. But like from a from a football makeup and from a talent perspective, I mean you got an upgrade this year too. So I got I hope Georgia doesn't win it again this year. I, I can't tell you back to back to back. I can't do it, man. I can't. Yeah. But I mean it's gonna be tough. At least that game for Tennessee's sake is gonna be at Neyland, so uh, that's gonna be good. Look, man, I'm I'm not a Tennessee fan by any means. I hate y'all, but <laughs> every time y'all play Georgia, I I root for y'all. Like I I literally do every single time. So I'm hoping y'all play. 
Last year, it never felt like Tennessee had a chance. Two years never. ago at Neyland, like in the first quarter, I mean, Tennessee went up like 7 nothing, 10-7. Yeah. It's like, can you – how long is it going to take Georgia to wake up? And then Georgia woke up and I think won by like, you know, 14 or 17. I can't remember. But yeah. we'll see We'll see what it's like back in Neyland this year. Joe Milton, come on, man. We need a master class. <laughs> if Joe Milton can put it together, man, again, he's he's such a good guy. You want to root for him. Um like this is his team. He says all the right things. The way that the coaches and the players talk about him, like in media settings, is really cool. Um, again, he he has all the attributes. It feels like a Cam Newton man. So like if he can yeah. just consistently put it together, I mean, God, like number one pick in the draft, no doubt. Like like Anthony Richardson type like skill right. set. So um, I'm rooting for him too, man. I, last week wasn't good. Hopefully it'll be better this week. But I'm I'm I, everybody's rooting for him. I think he's a good story. Hey, he said he doesn't lose in Gainesville. That's what he said. Or he doesn't lose in Florida, something like that. So, so he's from Orlando or somewhere around Orlando. And yeah, like yeah. he said that comment. I remember it was back in the summer. And it was uh-huh. like, easy <laughs> I, think, I didn't hear the comment, but I think it's like, yeah, I, I don't lose because, of course, the Orange Bowl as well. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't lose a whole lot of games yeah. in Florida. So if Tennessee loses this week, that that's right. going to be making the rounds again. Like, that's going to be duck pull a truck, Quincy Williams. Duck pull a truck material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, Jared, we're not talking about that. Why would you do that, man? No, that that was the worst. That was one of the worst games, bro. Like I was, I was at my grandmother's birthday party, and like Florida was, you know, beating them pretty good, twenty-one-three. Like we're having a heck of a game in the all whites, and then like I get done eating at her party, and like I look at my phone, and it's like Tennessee's up like twenty-four twenty-one, and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it was crazy. It was like, I was like, I was like, I almost made it my entirety of my schooling. Without Tennessee loss, and then that just had to soil it. That was the uh, 2016. It was like Tennessee scored what? I think was some crazy type of 24 straight. uh, Tabor down the sideline. I remember that game. Yes, yes. Smoking uniforms, man. It was. Yeah. I think that was going like 35 straight points. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was more than 24 or something like that. Yeah. It was some crazy. But 2015 and 2017 was like the best. Three games I've ever seen, like in the Tennessee Florida rivalry, though. Like, I was at the 2017 game. Like I had the like I had the actual angle. I was sitting right there on the throw, mm-hmm. sitting next to my dad. He's like, he's and my dad's like, oh, that throw's got a chance. I'm li- and I'm literally sitting there saying, oh, he's got him, he's got him because if the throw was perfect, so you can kind of yeah. going in his hand. That was about the only good thing that happened for us in 2017 because nothing else good happened. I was gonna say like. Yeah. Like those were two bad teams, man. And like, <laughs> bro, like <for> Tennessee, <laughs> that was like my first year, like in the media. So like, I remember I wasn't like at the game, but I remember like, you know, breaking down that game and watching it again. Like Tennessee had like seventeen chances to win that game, and they just like yes. you know, win it. Here you go. That, I think that's been one of the more frustrating things about this series from a Tennessee perspective. It's like there's been some. I mean, there's been some really good Florida teams, and then there's been mm-hmm. some really bad Florida teams along with. Yeah some really bad Tennessee teams yep. and it's just kind of been like, which team's going to give it up. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's always been Tennessee just handing the win or, or getting, you know, beat in. So like, I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, I think Tennessee's a lot better now, obviously. And I think Florida's yeah. going to get back to, to being really, really good. I like Billy Napier. It's hard to preach patience when you look at, see all these first year and second year. I mean, look at That's what Josh Heupel just did, right? It's You're seeing all these bad. first and second year coaches doing all this work and, I think Napier's a good coach. I do, but like, 
like I, I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, of y'all's rivalry games, this is probably the the, the best chance to get one this year, right? Probably, yeah. Probably. Bro, like we, we we have to get this one. Like it's so important for Billy to win this one at home. And then yeah. also said we gotta beat Kentucky, you know, on the road. That's a must win. That's not a rivalry. Stop it. Bro. They At least Kentucky's not down in the swamp because that's where Kentucky wins in the series, right? It's right. terrible. Shout out to the first round pick that day. Shout out to him. But you know, I think if Napier can win this, I mean, he will be in the good graces of like a lot of fans. If he loses, I mean, people will still be, I think, Jerry, some fans will be patient, some will be irrational. Jerry, we could beat Tennessee by 50 this weekend, and you're still going to have fans ready to fire up. And it's you know that it's, 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 it's a Florida that's, fan base, man. That's how bad this fan base is. Like the slightest thing goes wrong, fire. But but if he gets it's this true. win, like it's something you can hang your hat on. It's like, yeah, well, you know, six and six or whatever in year two, but you got that win against Tennessee. That was a big one, right? Um Yes. Yeah, and we'll and see. I, this series, I openly admit that I gave up on the game in twenty fifteen. I will say that. I was literally watching Washington mute with one eye closed and oh one my eye. Oh my goodness! And then, because no, because I gave up. I'm like, all right, we're done. Like we lost. And then the Antonio Callaway play happens. I'm like, oh, okay, so I can kind of turn the TV back on. And then Tennessee drives down the field. I'm like, oh my God. like we, we we just we did all this work to come back and we're really about to lose right here. They and then. The, We'll call a timeout. I think we called timeout. Did he make the field goal? McElwain, McElwain called a timeout for no reason. He called a timeout for no reason, bro. What are you doing? Because he missed the field goal badly, and then, and then we had to pray that the ball just doesn't go over anymore. On the next kick, I'm just like, how did we win this game? Like, th- th- yeah. there have been some games in this series where it's like, wow, it could have went either way. Like the teams can be terrible, but the games are still always going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, at least at least these two teams have two good coaches now, in my opinion. I mean, McElwain and Butch Jones. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> those are some those are some bad teams and bad games in the series. Butch hey, Jones seventy three to nothing now, Arkansas State. So, dude, looking back, looking back at Tennessee, like when they had Butch Jones. There was so much talent that was like wasted, in my opinion. What? Mayor out there. You don't utilize this guy the right way at all. Like, what? What's well, wild, too, because, like, you know, Alvin Kamara was there when when Jalen Hurd was there. And, yep. like, I'll, I'll stand oh, by man. this. Like, Jalen Hurd deserved to be RB1. Mm-hmm. He was good. He's one of the best running backs, yeah. you know, Tennessee. He, he ended up only playing, really, like, two and a half years because he got yep. hurt and then, like, he quit and then he trained. I mean, it was, it was a bad ending. But he yep. was so good. And then you had Alvin Kamara there that was like dynamic when he went in and then also, you know, went on one NFL offensive rookie of the year. I wish they could have found a way to use them both at the same time and have packages and all that type of stuff because they were both so good. But to your point, yeah, like Tennessee had talent. Tennessee had so much talent on those rosters. In 2020, with Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee had, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but like the starting offense, Mm. like six or seven or maybe eight of those guys were draft picks. I mean, Tennessee's always had talent. They just haven't had development. They've had idiot head coaches. That's insane. Exactly. Yeah. I remember guys like Jalen Reese Maven giving guys hell. Dude, him Barnett. 
Barnett was a monster, bro. Yeah, he was. A, uh, you also had um, AJ Johnson, who played a couple of years yes. uh, with, with the Broncos. Yes. I think he, I think he's trying to hang around right now, but uh, he was really good in college. Reese yep. Maven, um, Daniel Batuli. I'm trying to think of some mm-hmm. of the guys in that era. Cam Sutton was a. Uh, he was out there, yeah. Yep, Cam Sutton, and then you had uh, Malik Foreman. You had um, had a bunch of guys that went on and and, and played like had long lasting NFL careers. Yeah, Jawan Jennings. Ja- yeah, Jawan Jennings with the forty. Wasn't, wasn't, Tra- wasn't Trey Smith? What, what year did Trey Smith play? So Trey Smith was here in um, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. No, 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 seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, th- those years, and everybody passed on him because they were afraid about the. The, the blood caught thing and like he went yeah. to the six like he's like a he's like a first or second round talent he goes in the sixth round starts every mm-hmm. single snap wins the super bowl you know one of his first couple of years but yep. yeah he was he was a boss man he was like the number one recruit overall in the nation if i remember yes. correctly i yes. vividly remember that recruitment he was a yeah. beast. Y'all really let him go to the chiefs you know for all those teams to pass on him good for him going to the chiefs winning the super bowl <laughs> good for him right like, he that, that just needs offensive line help. He's one of the best talents in the entire draft. They have a really good offensive line coach. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Paired him up with, um, I think the center's last name is Humphrey. I don't know his Humphrey. first name. but like, Creed yeah. yeah, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, him and Creed Humphrey, like, side by side for 10 years. Whew. It's going to be dangerous. Yeah, good, good luck against those two. You yeah, yeah. in the pocket on those guys. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> no doubt. Before we get a prediction, what looking at this Florida team, what would you say concerns you about Tennessee going up against them? Um, I guess just because again, it, Virginia was so bad. Austin Peay's an FCA school. Um, like I, I want to see how good this defense is. I really do. I think it's a good defense. I do think it's a good defense. But even Josh Hopple saying today, it was like, I mean, this is going to be the best offensive line. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like the offensive line isn't like a strong point for Florida, right? But it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of some injuries, some mixing the matchings. Yeah, so but like still, it's going to be easily the best offensive line you've seen so far. Uh, can you push the yeah. pocket? Can you live on the other side of the line of scrimmage? Um, I mean, Graham Mertz is much better than I think anybody gives him credit for. I don't think that he's like really, really good, but I think he's good enough to beat you. Um, he's been super accurate with the football so far this season, like throwing for like seventy two percent or whatever. So we'll see. Um, I, I just, I guess, what gives me some pause would be: Can you get a consistent rush to help your back end out? I think the secondary is still your weakest part of the defense. You need to live on the other sideline of scrimmage. You need to make things difficult for Graham Mertz. Um, I mean, you had seven sacks and fourteen TFLs last week. You had four sacks and nine TFLs in Week One. I think you're good, uh, but I don't know yet, and, and we'll know on Saturday. So I guess that's that's something I'm. I'm you know, looking forward to, to seeing transpire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would say the secondary is the weakest, but in the sense that it's not like a talent issue or anything like that. It's just a youth and experience issue. Because, again, you're starting a true sophomore and a true freshman, Sathian and Miguel Mitchell and Jordan Castell. Talented guys, they made, some, they made some nice plays. They made some things happen. But, again, with an offense like this that you haven't seen before and it can get up, it can get up on you in a hurry – Right. This communication is going to be a big, big thing. And like, I don't think – um, what, what's the name of uh, your, your big nose tackle, Watson? Desmond. Oh, Des Watson. Like, this is not a Desmond Watson game. This is not a Des game. No, it is a Des game. Because, I mean, like, you can't – like, Tennessee will not sub. 
And if yeah. Tennessee does sub on offense, that allows Florida to sub or whoever they're playing to sub. So like mm-hmm. that's why the tight end is so critical in this offense. It's it's got to be a you know on the line blocker, a fullback, an H back, a, a split out wide. Um, it allows Tennessee to go fast and, and you know mix up the you know the the scheme and the formations and all that. So like we talk about that youth and inexperience and stuff in the back end. Like it's like. And you got to figure it out, or like you're not going to be able to go and talk about it and get some get some things answered until like the drive's over or a couple of plays or whatever. So yep. that could be something to pay attention to for sure. Yeah, I would say the defensive line is much improved because last year we had no depth whatsoever, especially at the defensive tackle spot. We had Javon Nasher, who was a second round pick for the Chicago Bears, but other than that, it was Desmond Watson and absolutely nobody else. And something a four hundred twenty pound guy like that in and out so quickly without anybody in front or anybody else that could play behind, that became a big, big problem. Now you came in guys with Caleb Banks transferring from Louisville, Cam Jackson transferring from Memphis, from Memphis, right, A.B.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Memphis. Yeah, so they've been they've been very productive so far and dealt with some injuries early, early before the season started at edge. But guys like Justice Boone, unfortunately with the injury, but Prince Mommy Ellen, he's a guy that really needs to step up. For sure. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna have to be our best pass rusher on Saturday for us to have a chance to win. But the linebacker room I had questions about personally before that's the season. Probably started. Strongest. It's, it's actually kind of strong. Shamar James, that's his name, right? Yeah, Shamar James. James is a, he's, he's good. He's a another recruit from last year's class. Played a lot as a true freshman last year. As a true sophomore, he's really starting to become a leader. He's starting to put things together. And next to him is, is Scooby Williams. So he had chances to play last year. Kind of struggle with communication, but you saw the talent. Now, this year, two games in, small sample size, but still. he's The communication has been much better. It's been much improved. He's gotten the calls in faster. And he's, it's just allowed him to run silent, silent, and just be the linebacker that he can be. So, so far, so good with those two. And we got some experience with Charlie Mitchell, transfer from Ohio State, behind them. So, so far, so good with the linebacker room. I have questions, but it's probably been the best think about off our defense so far for sure yeah. and you, you already know Eric. here we go gotta get a prediction out of hey, before, before we let you off here all right uh let's see here i think that totals at 57 and a half something like that tennessee's a seven and a half point favorite on the road i, I, I and i get i i get it you know tennessee's pretty hyped experienced team coming in Florida kind of down and all that. I mean, I understand. But anytime I see that spread on the road in a place you had once, it's 03. And like the teams have passed had nothing to do with this year's team on either side. I get it. But like, it's just mind boggling to me. Um, I like Tennessee. I do like Tennessee. I think Tennessee will respond the right way. I pick up the win. I'll go Tennessee scoring 30, 35 to to Florida, you know, 24, 28, somewhere around there. Like it's a touchdown to 10 point game. Yeah. Um, I, I think Tennessee's barely covers that spread, and I think Tennessee can score, you know, five touchdowns or so. So I'll, I'll get it 35 28, somewhere around there. Tennessee wins. Oh, shoot, man. Oh, you, wait. You, y'all don't want to wait to the end? What y'all want to do them now? No, we, I mean, we. No, man, we can do it now. We can do it now. We can do it now. So, man. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect. Uh, I do have a little bit of concerns about uh, Joe Milton coming into the swamp. I know it's always pretty tough, you know, to have a, 
a guy coming to the summit is win, period, you know, unless you're like Jaden Daniels scoring six touchdowns. But uh, anyways, um, I like Florida. I think I like Florida. I think we have uh, faster linebackers this year. Um, I think we haven't we haven't had a, a turnover this whole season. Nope. I mean, nobody's gotten a turnover. So I think that this game, we finally get a turnover. We get an interception off of Joe Milton. I think we'll get it early. Uh, I think Princely has a breakout game as well. And I think, you know, we'll kind of ride momentum. It'll be a tough game. Uh, I think we'll come out victorious. I think it'll be uh, 31-28, Florida. How do you say Princely's last name? Umemielin. <laughs> yeah, he can say it. <laughs> yeah. I've been calling him Prince all week. I'm going to keep calling him Prince. Call him Prince, bro. I struggle with names because, like I said, as a Cowboys fan, we traded for one of the Dolphins and former players, and – I struggled to say his name last night watching the game. This yeah. guy scored on the special teams play. Y'all better hope that uh, Joe does well uh, for your case. I guess you probably want this. But uh, then again, if Tennessee's backup quarterback goes in, good luck saying his name. No, oh my, no but he's nice, though. I, I do like him. That, that boy is. Nico Iamaliaba. Nico is fire. Wait, no. say, say his last name again? Iamaliaba. Iamaliaba. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Joe Milton leaves. Don't tell Tennessee fans I said this. We got an upgrade at quarterback. No, yeah, upgrade, bro. That kid's good. He's gonna be a good player. Yes. I, thought, I think he's. I think he's gonna be really good. I thought he was. He should have been the number one player in the country to finish the high school rankings. I, I, I really did. I, he I, was a core non three. Salute to on three for actually having the right ranking. Oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I work, so I, I can I I gotta throw a shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salute and bias and looking at the man in last name. Hey, but Eric, I will say, bro, I will say I got us winning 31 28. But if we get down by 10 early, or even sure, yeah, 10, if we get down by 10, I got y'all winning that game. And see, like, that's that's the difference, right? It's like we talked about this earlier, Florida. Not really a team that is built to come back. Whereas Tennessee, when it's off offensively, it's ugly, but you can score like that. Quick. Like they, were, they were off against Virginia, and then they scored two touchdowns right before the half in the span of like four minutes. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. Tennessee's offense is built to score quickly. So I will agree with you. Like, if Tennessee's down, I feel better about Tennessee coming back down seven, 10 points than I do Florida. Yeah, like it's, it's built to score quickly, and with the way it works, you can just get one over on a defense yep. on like a seventy-yard bomb all of a sudden because of lack of communication. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. My prediction. So, I say Florida wins tw- like 27-24, but I think twenty-four is probably the maximum this defense can allow. If they get down ten-ish, the odds go down drastically. So it it has to be it it has to be a phone booth game. You gotta keep it close. Gotta get gotta get enough stops. It got to keep the clock moving with running the football. Grammers has to make the correct decisions. He has to just keep the offense moving. Don't try to do anything crazy. Protect the football, and they'll be okay. Yeah. If they have to throw all around the yard, again, his history says with Billy Napier so far, Florida throwing around the yard is not exactly optimal but they keep it balanced they have a chance if not well you know the rest yeah 
me and Jerry basically had the same exact score prediction. So I have Florida winning 31-28. But I also feel like this is where it's, this is what it's going to come down to for me. And Marcus kind of hinted at it. Time of possession. If Florida can dominate the time of possession and be methodical with their drives and wear that defense down, that's where I think Florida can really win the game. Being, being able to just keep Tennessee's defense on the field and, give, and giving their defense a chance to rest. So I feel like if they're able to do that and they're really able to get Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne and even Trayon Webb going, because I like what I've seen so far from Trayon Webb. Oh, where, where's Trayon Webb from? We're not doing this again. Trayon Webb, he was flirting with Tennessee during the recruiting process, but he never was never going it. to Tennessee. I put the call in. But this, this is the same guy that literally lied to Steve Wolfong about Penn State, and then a week later he commits the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Marcus Stokes, I think they were. Yeah. That was the funniest thing I think is the fun because I I pretty much knew what was going on. Like, okay, you're telling them you're going to Penn State. Yeah, this is going to be funny. This is going to be really funny. Then he well, these kids are liars, bro. These kids are professional liars. Like yeah, they lie. They you know keep the commits silent and enjoy your business. Dude, it's it's a process now, man. Cause like, with with NIL, like it's okay. You got to do, you got to camp early on. Then you go as a junior. You go and you go to all these places, and you go to these junior days, and then you're there for junior days. And they try to get you to come back to see a spring practice. Yeah. You go back for a spring yeah. practice. Like, all right, let's lock in an official visit. Okay, you go to get an official visit there in June. And then you, then when your official visits are over, you put out your top three or top four or whatever. And so it's pretty much like, all right, guys, how much can you give me? And you kind of, you, you, then you set a target date, even though you don't know where you're going to go, you set a target date. And then it says, all right, you guys are on the clock now. And it pretty much just kind of, you know, gives everybody a chance to potentially do that if, the, if that's how you're going to recruit a kid. So it's a different ball game now, man. And these kids are smart, and uh, they're 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 playing they're playing the systems for sure. So good oh, for them. Are. Good for and them. And now with recruiting chases, like unofficials are unlimited now. So take them while you can get them. Take and them you all. can go on like seven or eight. I mean, uh, I forgot. I should know this since I work in recruiting. The uh, it, it went from five to like ten or something for official visits as well. I know six. It went up. I, I'll double yeah, check on that. It went up. I know that it used to be five. But see, being being kind of new to this media thing, I will say that the one thing I've learned about these kids is you can tell who's being serious and who's trolling. Yeah, like you can you can legit tell, and it's like, like there's some kids where it's like, yeah, he's saying the right thing, but there's no way, there's no so, way. He's sometimes here. though, sometimes you, the kid will play you, and you'll feel like <laughs> you'll be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really gonna work me like that? But it happens, man. Seventeen year old, it it happens, it happens. Because I mean, they're talking to guys like us all across the country, right? For every fan base and yeah. fan site and on three and two four seven, right? You know, whatever. So yeah, that's fun. But hey, I think this weekend will be good, guys. I'm gonna be down there. Anybody going to the game? I will not be going to the game. I will, I almost swapped out after what happened last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I'm gonna be in Arizona, so you're gonna you're gonna see how that goes. Arizona, yeah, fun in Arizona, man. Yeah, yeah, fun. What what is it gonna do there? Oh, like, I'm, that, I'm going I'm going kayaking. I'm doing a few things. He's going outside. He's touching grass. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know how much. So, grass. so 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 if Joe Milton and Tennessee are up 
17 to zero in the in the second quarter, and it's like eight minutes to go. I'll be at least kayaking in peace. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he about four to one, and he missed the game. I'm just kidding. Look, bro. No, he would be sick if that actually happened. But um, Eric, we definitely appreciate you for coming on and kicking it with us and discussing this game. Let everybody know where they can follow you and read your stuff. Yeah, guys, appreciate you having me on, man. Had a whole lot of fun. Uh, if you guys, anybody watching, listening, wants a Tennessee perspective heading into this rivalry game, you can check out my podcast daily, Locked On Vols, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube as well. If you're a member of the On3 Network, I encourage you to go to VolQuest.com and uh, read all of our work there. Rich. we got the, the best extensive preview coverage on the Tennessee side over at VolQuest.com. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, I don't know what Jerry was doing with the buttons over there, but he clearly pushed the wrong button. It was a glitch, man. Producer of this show at this point now. Um, Whoever Allie is, give give him or her a follow. Yeah. Oh, there yeah, we go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, there, there, there we go. Right now. All right, Jerry, you're not fired. You're just going to take a pay cut. <laughs> hey, sorry, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. And hey. Best of luck with everything, and best of luck to Tennessee, and hope for a great game. <laughs> no doubt. Appreciate you guys. Uh, have a good rest of your season as well. Yes, sir, man. Take care of yourself. That was Eric Kane from On3, the On3 Network, VolQuest.com. And, again, if you want a Tennessee perspective, listen to the podcast, Not on Vols as well. Um Man, that was that was a great conversation, man. Yeah, man, for sure. But now, now that now that Eric's off, I can go and say, "Screw Tennessee, but we about to put them boys in a blender." But what you talking about? Talking about- <laughs> Come on, man! You are so scared that you're going to Arizona. No, bro, it, it's going to be a good game, bro. Like I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think Tennessee is uh, very, very much so uh, talented on defensive end. I think Joe Milton is going to have. A pretty good game. I think it's going to be a battle, man. We're going to get a chance to see uh, Graham Mertz, you know, go against another great quarterback, another great talented quarterback, rather. Um, so it's it's a lot, man. But I guess we can kind of get into the McNeese game and kind of see, kind of go into detail about how it will translate, you know, into into the game. We can recap our little trip to watch it live, Jerry. Hey, man. Hey, it was lit, bro. We. Went to Raising Cane's, had some uh, good food, picked up sauce, sauces with us. So, oh Lord, oh, uh, it's all right. Uh, my, Zim, man, I'm so sorry, bro. Mike, I'm Mike, so sorry. Hey, it's okay, Mike. Ankle negative, good. Ankle, ankle were negative. I didn't think that was going to be a break. I was like, I don't know what a break. But what could it be? Could it be a foot? Maybe I don't know. Probably not a break in, in in the foot or the ankle. Probably more so like a, a really really bad sprain or something. Like I don't know. probably missing multiple games. Or, yes. or this with Milton here. So trying to stay in the pocket, and trying to be with his arm, win. Besides, his legs will lose. So with Milton, it very much depends on what Joe Milton you are gonna get. Yeah, that's very if, true. If there's miscommunication back there, he'll uncork it seventy plus yards. He got you. But if you shut that out and you communicate properly and you have to make him throw over the middle, then that's where the, the odds start dropping with that seat. But if he's on, whoa, say what? It might be a kill because the way he held his calf there, 
It was yeah, out. I was worried about that as well. Man, what's going on with you, bro? What's going on, man? It's it's always good to have you know other fan bases in here, bro. I, yeah, I really enjoy it. Cool, man. Outside of trolling on Twitter, you know, it is great talks, honestly. He said it's not confirmed yet, but you know what? I agree with you. I think it is an Achilles. <sighs> I do I do believe that was he if you look at him, he did kind of reach towards his calf and he had that look of it, it's the same look on his face that he that had. Look that Kobe had that look yeah. that Kobe had, bro. Is, is that, hey, did I get kicked back there? No. Yes, it was the same exact look, and that's what scared me. I'm like, and they, they do another test. They know immediately because if they squeeze the back of your calf and it's not flexing. And the thing about Kobe is he literally asked his teammate or asked somebody, "Did you kick me?" Yeah, that's what. That's the, that's usually the thing. That's the big indicator. Mm. Mm. I never tear my Achilles ever. It's painful, bro. The fact Kobe shot free throws with it and walked off by himself. Yeah. I think what scared me the most is seeing like how he was getting brought down and then he was still trying to move a little bit and his foot like planted. I didn't see any like any tendon or anything shoot up or any muscle shoot up, but it looked like it could have been that. But he stood he stood there and didn't even try to take a step. He just hit the ground. Yeah, hey, all we'll say is if that's the case, and you do keep that, that first round pick. Yes, sir. Draft an offensive lineman. Draft matter of fact, draft several. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all saw that forty burger. Look, that was the best you're gonna see the Cowboys play all year. Defensively, maybe, but they'll play that at the level a couple of times. Trust me. He ain't scratched the But I will say this: I told y'all. Remember that name, one Gay Thomas. I told y'all. There was a reason. I told you. That's Azariah's brother, right? Yeah, yeah, that's his older brother. That's, that's crazy. Great. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that oh. is. Wayne, bro, you were big. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Almost like. Hold on, hold on. I got to do it. Hold on, Marcus. I got to do it. Mike, he's a man. He's 40. <laughs> hey, man. It is what it is. The Browns took that personally. It's not the Cleveland, man. If there's ever a team to make Cincinnati look foolish and just give them issues, it's, it's Cleveland, especially with an actual defensive coordinator and with some actual complimentary pass rushes for Miles Garrett because they've never been able to block him ever. Mm-hmm. And him realizing, and Jim Schwartz looking at Denzel Ward and the other corners they have, and like, these guys could play man coverage. You did Put not them on just, Island. You did not just disrespect Martin Emerson Jr. like that. Oh, I said the other corners they have and said they could play man coverage. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Stop. Why got- other corners because Denzel Ward is the big ticket guy on this team. Be serious for a second. Be respectful, sir. Oh, shut up. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he's never beat Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> one five, right? <laughs> if there's one thing we learned, hey man, <laughs> that boy's back. Bad like you never left. Don't start gambling. Hey, all I'm going to say is, bro, none of you. I got it. He has passwords he never used before. All I'm, I'm going to say is none of, none of y'all's quarterbacks played like mine yesterday, bro. So, Hey, one one for the one time. Give it, give it up for that boy, Tua. I'll give it up for Tua, but I'll say that, Jerry. That's because my quarterback really didn't have to. Because I knew my defense was going to step up. 
You not think Vic, Fan, Vic Fangio needs to be in a freaking nursing home? Okay? It's not even so much Vic Fangio because Vic Fangio is a great hire. You just don't have the talent to run what he wants to do. My thing is, we have Bradley Chubb. We got a top, a top, huh? Marcus, respect Bradley Chubb. Respect Bradley Chubb. That's the respect only thing they have. Respect, respect Jerome Baker, one of the best cover linebackers in the game. Respect you Xavier know? Howard. Xavier Howard's cooked. No, no, he, bro, he's still a top ten quarterback in the game. He's not. He's not. He's not. What are you talking about? Not anymore. He's not. That's crazy. He's not a pro bowler. Not this year. He ain't. No, he's not. He's been passed up, man. Tyson give me, give me, eight, give me, give me eight better. Tyson Campbell's one. Tyson Campbell. Um, Pat Sertan the second. Trayvon Diggs. Stephon Gilmore. Denzel Ward. Stephon Gilmore. No, 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 no. Ross Gardner. Stephon Gilmore being better. Ross Gardner. Martin Emerson Jr. I think DJ Reed's better. better. You said who? I think DJ Reed's better than, than Xavier Howard. Is Charles Gardner? No, Sauce. Who is it? Sauce. Sauce. No. What? Sage. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give him that. What are you talking about? There's plenty of guys better than Xavier Howard in 2023. His name is better than him. Yes, Jerry. Trayvon Diggs is better than Xavier Howard. You can you can cut the crap. That's Why is that even a question? I mean, come on. Let's not let's not let's not get it twisted. Come on now. Xavier Howard has lost a lot of speed from when where he was. Man, it's not what it used to be. It's Jover, Jerry. It's Jover. And then you don't even Jalen Ramsey right now. He's lost speed. He's lost speed. I will say that was that. a big part of his game. That's the problem. Yeah, but he but he's a great. I, I think he's pretty good in zone coverage though. So this ain't zone coverage defense. That's a problem. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So back to Florida real quick. Wait, what did you guys were there? What did what did you guys see that I'm not gonna say impress you because it was McNeese State, but did you see what you wanted to see? I definitely I really want to see the linebackers up close because watching them on TV is different from watching them up close and in person. And from what I saw before that, I really was impressed with how much Scoob improved and Shamar James, which is all over the place. And that same trend continued against Penny State. They were all over the place. They were sideline to sideline. They were making every single tackle they could. Shamar James didn't miss very much, if at all. Even Scoob, that was a beautiful play on the, on the second third down. We came from, from, we came from the second level. Defensive line, they played, they played fast. They played physical. I was really impressed with TJ Searcy. His explosiveness is still there. It's still carrying over from week to week. So go on the, on the young freshman. Trail Webb scores score a touchdown. He looked good on the drives he had. Shout out my now four boys. Trevor Etienne looked great. Montrell had the tackle breaking ability that he that he always shows. His speed was there. His power was there. Graham Mertz made the correct decisions on a couple of scrambles. Well, not on scrambles, but a couple of runs he had. Great ball to Ricky Pearsall. Some of the offensive play calling there. I know I know they call primarily runs and everything like that, which is great. Stick to what you are as a football team. Get those guys going. Get the offensive line going. Get them lettered up and everything like that. They played pretty well. The back end played pretty solid as well. They didn't really have to do very much because there was really no threat, but they were in the right spots most of the time. So that's good to see. Just look like a clean team. That's all I wanted. And no penalties for the most part when the game was still a game. Real quick, y'all, check the group text. 
Mike was on. They were on to something. Well, it's over, dog. New York Jets fans, um, y'all might want to start this season. All I'm going to say is this. If there are any Jets fans watching this game, you might want to scrap this season. Hey, D Mill is going to be depressed. It's over, dog. D Mill, you my dog, man. I hate it had to be you, man. Hey, man. Trust and believe in Zach Wilson. The Jets about to lose 150 M's. <laughs> be the A. Hey, who who was predict, who was predicting the Jets to finish over the Dolphins? Okay, this is before. And come on, Jerry. I just want to. I just want to say the football gods are speaking. I'm kidding. Relax. It's all the games. The forgets his wrestling training and doesn't tuck his chin. Like this last year. Oh, uh, you might want to chill. Uh we seen we we seen we seen the around throwing up gang signs, bro. Relax. Look, bro. I know. Back right, to the podcast, y'all. Jesus Christ. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, you, you can't talk about quarterback games. You the last right. one on here to talk about that. Put that man out there against the Bills with knowing he had a concussion. Just Tua's not missing. Tua's not missing a game this year. So, anyways. And with that, um, okay, <laughs> I got to get another quarterback in one of my leagues now. Anyway. <laughs> This game will be interesting this weekend. The Swamp is a house of horrors for Tennessee, and Milton looks not great so far. I agree with that. And Florida could win this game, even though a lot of people won't give them. They won't. They won't. You know what? They're going to be motivated. I hope they're motivated. Tennessee, you should be motivated for this game. I could not get excited for that game. We could have won 100. If we would have won 100, if we'd have put 100 on the scoreboard, first of all, would it fit on the scoreboard? Hey, man. If I'm in these state and that happened, I'm like, hey. Check clears money anyway. Who cares? Hey, chill. Yeah, um I, I agree. I agree with Rob's comment. I mean, you know, it's not a lot to get excited about, but I do think there were you know, a few things to be excited about. Not a lot, but there were a few things. One, I'll say that uh, the communication looked better. I mean, you guys got to think, man. You got to go back and realize, like, we we let Stanford put up 50 points on us two years ago. I know, you know, and to me, it's improvement. It's really, improvement. man? It's, a, it's improvement. Why you bring that game up, man? Come on. Less, than, less than two years ago, we let it happen. You know, we got, like, I think Scoob on that team. So... Yeah, bro. I mean, there were some positives. I think uh, Coach Armstrong did a heck of a job, you know, not letting uh, things happen. Um, made adjustments, you know, whenever needed be. Offensively, we ran the football. We ran the football, and we got to see a little bit of Trey Wilson doing unique things out there. That was yes, that was my other big thing there. I take y'all breakout game this Saturday from Trey. Think he gets unleashed finally. Chains off. Let him go. Oh, Mike, I feel bad for you, man. Oh, man. All I'm going to say is no shame whatsoever. This all could have been avoided if Frank Gore did not get that first down. All I'm going to say is this, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know if y'all that down bad where you want to be calling Colt McCoy. Hey, I, don't I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be calling him right now. Uh, hey, dude, hey, um. 
I mean, I mean the Jaguars got what? Who's Jaguars backup quarterback? CJ Beathard. Never mind. No, I ain't even gonna talk about the Dolphins backup quarterback. I mean, it's, it's backup quarterbacks. No, it ain't Mike White's still available again. Kenny, Kenny, we got linebackers, bro. No, I was literally watching uh, them tackle yesterday. Like, Derek can attest to this. We were in the stands. We watched them in the tackle. It was after the Scooby Williams sack. No, I was crying that day. I was like, bro, you see this? No, Marcus actually, no, bro. I almost took a picture. Marcus was literally crying in real tears. Like, he was crying, bro. Marcus, it was crazy. Crying? Bro, we went through watching Bahama. Diabate had to play inside linebacker when that man is an edge rush. We had converted edge rushes playing inside linebacker. Now we got real inside linebackers making plays sideline to sideline. Not missing no tackles. Pretty good in coverage. Communications on point. Bro, I've been waiting for this for so long, man. You got no idea, dog. I ain't seen this as lonely and Jared Davis. Yes. And the thing is, man, people don't realize when you have fast linebackers, it makes your slower linebacker even more comfortable so he doesn't have to, like, cover as much ground. Like, we had Ventrell Miller covering so much. <laughs> it, it was him, David Reese. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, bro. And we but had now, uh, Ventrell doing it on one foot. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Pops. Like, yeah. for sure, man. He's nice. Like, you saw the talent last year when he as a true freshman, but now he's got a tape. You're a tape to watch during, during the, this past offseason. He's more yeah. experienced. He's got. He's more empowered. Like he looks good. He looks every bit the linebacker we all thought he was going to be coming. And in. we snatched him from Saban's backyard. Yeah, man, Scooby. By the way, keep hey, recruiting Alabama. That's all I'm gonna say. Keep recruiting Alabama kids, bro. Hey, keep going to Mobile too. When I tell you, Mobile put some. They put linebackers in college and the pros. Yes. Hey man, like, Bell boy. Hey man, them Bell boys looking good. School, Shamar, Kelby, Kelby Cosby has chances to play. Kelby. Y'all remember C.J. Mosley? Yep. Yes. Guess where he from? Is he from the area too? Mobile. Mobile. Bro. Oh Mobile. God. Mobile, Alabama, and he was a pro bowler in the pros. Like one thing I would say, the city of Mobile produces that. What one position they produce? Linebackers. They got. They got one. I think Deontay Lawson, their linebacker. I think he from Mobile, and then they got another kid, Sterling Dixon, that's from the area that's going to be going there. So they produce linebackers. Yeah, we gotta we gotta keep on getting them, bro. Yes. 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 That's gonna that's gonna be the key in this Tennessee game. If we can tackle guys before they get you know ahead of steam and everything, we're gonna be all right. Yes, I agree. Pops, man, you making some valid points. Castell. I like Castell a lot. Castell. He is that when, dude, man. When when I came on here. And um, we were talking about the uh, the open scrimmage. Y'all remember, like, I was telling y'all, bro, like, the Kamari Wilson situation was looking kind of nasty. Like, you know, he's not necessarily your best cover guy at safety. And he's not as instinctive as you would want him to be at times. And right. he's a little handsy. So, I don't know what you do with him. He's talented, but I don't know what you do with him. Put him in the box. This isn't a Kamari Wilson game, though. Yeah, this this one is. Kentucky not, will be. Yeah, Kentucky will be one. That that'll be a Kamari Wilson game. This one in particular, you need Castell out there. And you know what? With Jadarius Perkins, we gotta talk about that because he entered the transfer portal. Oh yeah. In East State game. By the way, Dijon Johnson was given his number the very next day. 
it, yeah, but Jadarius Perkins entered the portal. Um, not gonna get into the details of why, because I mean that's that's a whole different subject. Not gonna comment on it, but you want to get texted, right? Well, well, I, I don't care who texts me because if you do, I'm putting you on blast. I'm gonna put you in your place on this platform, don't and you have to do it again. <laughs> Hey, man, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. I, I, I like I like Perkins, man. I mean, I don't know all the details about everything that happened, but I did like him. But I will say this. I'll throw this in here, though. The writing was also on the wall on the field. That's not what I'm saying. He wasn't good, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Jaden Hill, played, he started. It was really good. You're going to see more of. I ain't even gonna say his name. Uh, at this point, I'm done giving Marcus credit. <laughs> at this point, I'm done. But but people people were saying, well, I heard something about him possibly not being unhappy as well. Yeah, I did hear something like that too. Wait, who being unhappy? Sharif Denson? I mean, he's gonna play more now. Uh, exactly. So I was confused. I don't I don't know. I. Yeah, I'm not gonna verify or anything because like yeah, Jacksonville what's going on? Huh? Marcus the Jacksonville guy, what's going on? Hey man, I can't comment. I yeah, I I cannot confirm or I deny, but correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And they had, their safety spot, they had when Malachi starts back there. He changed so many things for them. Like mm-hmm. his athleticism, his instinctiveness, and the what because with the way Tansy likes to play, they like to confuse you with changing the route stems with certain routes and like to bring guys behind for a slant here in this early hole behind the linebacker. Or if you bring somebody in this vacated spot, you bring in a, in a later hole down there, or do it a go a go route to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Because what their box what their boxes it are, are you have two guys on the edges. To where you try to take away the, the middle of the field with the yeah. run game with two backers, but those two guys after have to make tackles or you have to cover. So if they decide to go RPO behind that, and you're not communicating and you're not disciplined enough, they're gonna they're gonna burn you every single time. I want to give a huge shout out to. Uh, let me see. Where's I want to give a huge shout out to Gators uh, Gator Nation Football Podcast for bringing yes. that. Yes. They did a tremendous job of breaking it down. And, you, you know, it's kind of scary to see, like, the possibility of what could happen to us. But, you know, hopefully we figure it out. But that was a tremendous breakdown. Yes, he is. I think he already yes. did, hopefully. And he showed that his very first game. First yeah. of all, starter against Oregon last year. But then being the playmaker that he was, like, yep, they got them another one. And I liked them coming out of high school. I, I did. I just didn't know what position he played because he was playing corner. And they moved him all over the field. And it's like, oh, he's going to be a safety? Okay. Whoever takes Malachi starts next year is going to be a very happy team because his instincts for such for a guy who's so young, they're special. That's 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 the main part. Line yeah, they may they be preaching that all day, every day in practice this week. Communication, communication. Coach Armstrong said, uh, "No more my bads." Yep. <laughs> Communicate. Like I say, the mod to everybody. Every time someone makes a mistake on the field, they be tapping chest like, "My fault, my fault, my bad." Hey, bro, you know, we saw it was your bad, bro. <laughs> Just yeah. go out and make up for it. But yeah, a good thing is, like, I, 
It's my biggest pet peeve because you know how like y'all teams always put accountability and stuff. Like this is like the this is like the easiest way of doing accountability without actually being accountable. Like right, right. right. Do is like, actually going out there and fixing said mistake, not saying I just I made it. What are you gonna do about it? Do y'all feel like mistake? Do y'all feel like Joe Milton's legs are gonna play a key role in this game? In a different way than what say a Henry Hooker would, because he's more of a battering ram in the run game. Mm-hmm. So maybe so in between in between the tackles, yes. On the outside, if he does try to bring it out there, you gotta be ready to wrap up. I know my linebackers ready to wrap up, bro. I'm not. I'm not even questioning that. And then I was about to say, Wingo looks a lot more comfortable out there when he's with, you know, a, a Scoob or a Shamar. Like he looks comfortable in his own little space, his own little bubble. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um. One thing I'm definitely gonna be looking for in this game, though, really is gonna be on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. Like what? I'm because I'm wondering, are we gonna throw any any new wrinkles out there, or you know, are we gonna find it? We gotta find different ways to get trade the ball in his hands. We we definitely do. Like they have to find something. Whether it is throwing, excuse me, whether it's trying to get him deep down the field, <clears throat> whether it's trying to get him the ball on a pop pass, or even wildcat. If you really want to do that, they are pro- They have to wring their hands and say, how are we gonna get the ball in this kid's hands? Because he's yeah. the most electric guy on the team. In open space, they gotta find ways. I agree. They absolutely have to, and that's one thing I'm gonna be looking for early. But I do honestly think we're gonna be able to establish one. Kingsley Iguakin coming back this week is going to be massive because communication is gonna be a lot better. He's one of your better offensive linemen, so putting him out there next to Rich uh, Richie Leonard on one side and on the other side, um, who was that? Who's Michael Mazuka. Mazuka, yeah. It's gonna help both of those guys, but he he makes all the checks, all the calls along the line. He knows all the assignments. He's gonna get you get the guys in position to do their job. So people don't understand how massive that is. Him being able to come back for this game. Look, AB, I'm 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 telling you now. Our best offensive lineman may not even be starting. I mean it wholeheartedly. When Najee got in that game, he's the truth. He is the absolute truth. Moving folks, bro. I might put him in over Richie Leonard. I like Richie Leonard, but Najee Harris, uh, and they did say Najee Harris and Lindell Hudson is gonna be they're gonna get more reps. And Lindell looked awesome as well. I mean, I know it's been neat state, but he didn't he didn't look bad at all. So they look strong and, and they're 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 very they're quick on their feet. They didn't have Scooby to spot me. See, I would agree, but at the same time, I saw LSU play Florida State when they I'm did. I'm gonna that. say not not like Harold. Well, is not the type of guy where he's gonna take off and run on you so much. Like he's more bang ram on design runs. Yeah. Like getting out of the pocket and making the play not it's not so much. But still, we we don't know. I, I I would disagree with that because I don't know if we need to see that. Yeah. Milton hasn't run much. Twelve forty so far, but they played trash. Yeah. Yeah, Virginia's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was telling people like they they're just bad. So this is gonna be their first test. Um, I would like to see us blitz Milton, throw some people at him, get in his face. That's one thing I noticed because I watched a little bit of that game against Austin P. He did miss he missed multiple wide open guys. In yeah, that that's game. my thing about him. Like his strength is really get is really the deep ball. But if you like manage, if you manage to communicate that well and take that out. And he has to rely more on the middle of the field and 
rely on timing. You, bro. That's where he runs into trouble because Hendon Hooker was great at both of those things. He was exceptional at them last year. And that's where the offense was as good as it was. Milton, he's very much a work in progress. And as a six-year guy in college, he is what he is. It just depends on what Joe Milton you're going to get. Right. Boston, man, we we definitely appreciate yeah. this. Man, Salute man. to you, man. Like we love when other when fans of other programs come on here and watch. Hey, look, we, we love it. I mean, we get more interaction and hey, I mean it, it's all love in the end. I mean, yeah, we're right at the same, but all in all, it's all love in, in the end. Well, well, well. We all just passionate nut jobs that love our football teams, bro. It's, all, except yeah. for when we're playing, y'all. We, we can't stand y'all this yeah. week right now. But it's, it's all it's all love for all of y'all fans, even Georgia fans. Right. Florida State, I have no love. No love. Only hate. Hey man, hey, hey, I might hey. Oh hey. Hey, I, I'm close to I'm close to that point. I'm almost you, there. But you know what A B and Marcus like we should be crying real tears, bro, because how long has it been since we've been able to compare and contrast our starters and our, our backups? Like so damn long. Especially with the line. You can't really do that. Most yeah. part. Yeah. I, I, even though it was McD State, I like what I saw from Jalen Farmer. Thank you, bro. What I saw from him, like that's the guy that's he's gonna move some people too. Yeah, the quick off their feet, bro. Like, I mean, it it, it was looking good out there. It was looking good. The way Tennessee's offense is, well, any offense, if you cave in the center, he's going to panic. That's where I think both Cam Jackson and and um Chris McClellan when he gets in. Oh. oh. They're gonna um Chris McClellan come on down. This is your game, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, last year he had an exceptional performance against Tennessee. He did. Ooh. He did. He got in the backfield all game long. And this yeah. year, I think Cam Jackson can do that as well. And Jamari Hines. Jamari Hines is gonna get a lot more playing time. He's played well. Yeah, he balled on Saturday, dude. He did. He was very good. He's great with his hands. That's one thing about Jamari Lyons. Great with his hands. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I don't think Tennessee took Austin P too seriously, and then they realized they had to. I think that's more of what happened. But I mean, when you look at that game, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, Tennessee really did not play their best game at all. Even whether they took them seriously or not, like they really just did not play their best game. I mean, yeah. it was sloppy. First and second down for Florida's offense and defense is key for us to extend drives, score points, and for keeping Tennessee's. Yeah, if we can keep Tennessee behind the sticks and force them to throw the ball, that's another area where if, when now, if you want to get second downs, you want to be second and five, second and six, not second and eight. And another thing, this is also what I want to see. Third and long situations, you know I want to see you know who I want to see in the game? TJ Searcy. Oh yeah. Yes, yes. TJ Searcy in the game on third and long. Because that guy is a menace. Yeah. Yeah, he is a menace out there, and I would I would not mind seeing us rush Scoob a lot more, like just straight up middle because that guy is just because he's a really athletic and active guy. Like I want to be able to use him a little bit more in the in, the, in the blitzes because yes. I want because I know Austin Armstrong was really high on him especially yeah. after the last couple of games. So if he's able to use him as a, more of a blitzer, then I'm going to be ecstatic. Yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent with that. Don't just I agree with this as well. Yeah, you're right. You really can't because it's like with Florida against McNeese State. Even though I will say, uh, Eddie Battle, you should be running stadiums right now for fumbling that ball. He just putting them out. Like, you, like you, you got to be running stadiums for that. Yeah. 
Like, as soon as you show up to practice, what you doing here? I'm in the practice. Yeah, you got stadiums to run. Yeah, for, for me, Pops, I don't necessarily judge the teams, but I do look at the small things, right? I think a few times I saw Joe Milton stare at wide receivers, and I think that's a that's a habit that somebody just happens to do. Like, last year we saw Anthony Richardson against USF, right? We knew Anthony Richardson was very talented, but some of those habits that he had that he had to get out of a system were just glaring in that game, you know what I'm saying? So I look out for the, the, the little – yeah, like, that's definitely the thing. In those games, you want to see process. Yeah. The score is going to come, obviously, because you're just more talented than that team. But you want to see process. You want to see a clean game like we had. You want to see guys getting the right spots. You want to see the plays being come in, coming in on time. You want to see guys coming in and getting chances to make plays in a, a game setting. Do You want just a nice, clean, nice and smooth process from all three phases of the game. And for the most part, we managed to pull that out because I had some concerns after that first game, after watching how unorganized we looked. But so far, so good. We got some of that cleaned up. Now carry it over to SEC play. Well, let me go back to this. I agree with this 100%, Rob. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. They got to have a third down package. Princely finally got a sack, man. He, You know, I hope he has a great game. Because he's been, you know, I don't know. Emphasis right here. No stupid penalties. And this is another thing I want to see because you got to find a way to get your best DBs out there. Yes. And and Jaden Hill, man, he he looked good, man. He's, he's looks, he looks comfortable playing a star. He does. Yeah. And and by the way, and first of all, Josh Allen just threw an interception. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, Jakeem. Jakeem Jackson is probably in already probably our. He's going to be really, really good for years to come. He's our most instinctive corner, I think. Yeah, you can see the instincts. You definitely, if he gets an interception, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to y'all see the ball skills because you can tell he was an offensive player. He he kind of reminds me of a particular cornerback that you like, AB, that's on your favorite NFL team. So J- just his mentality, not like, you know, his skill set being so young, but his mentality, like, let me go get the ball. Let me come back and try to make a play on the ball. That's who he reminds me of. Lengthy, quick, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonder who made that comparison before. Oh, you did make the comp, didn't you? He did. He did make that comp. Yeah. I yeah. I validated. Just instinctive with the great ball instincts. He's he's more physical. I would say he's more physical, but it's the same. Like he's got to continue to learn the position. And I think mm-hmm. once he does that. The sky's the limit for him. Like he he has he has future first round pick written on him. Dude, the guy's arms are like from here to here. Like he, yeah, I like him a lot. Well, I will say this: nobody's been really throwing at Jason Marshall hardly. Don't they say did, that. They did Don't one time against Utah, and he got beat on that, but he did. But since then, he's played really well. I'll, I'll say this, Trey. I'll say this about, about Jason. I think Jason is talented, but I think sometimes mentally he's, like, bored. And that scares me because I don't like when my cornerbacks are bored. 
it's a good thing, but at the same time. I will say this, Jerry, in his defense, I would be bored too if literally nobody was throwing my way because they already knew what the deal was. But yeah. well, you have the audacity, though. Yeah, you, you that's when you got to be engaged. Whereas, yeah, like, oh, exactly. So yeah, well, well, you have to be engaged to be able to, you know, play up to your level. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's a problem, and he does he does have to learn that. Learn like Kyrie to- Elam, that was not an issue. Kyrie, no matter who we played, he wasn't getting thrown at, but he was making impacts no matter what was going on. You know? Is he playing tonight? Huh? No. Is he playing tonight? He's a dog. He's a what? He was a healthy scratch. No. Uh, Buffalo, um, we'll give y'all a fifth-round pick for him. I'll take him in Miami. Okay, I'll take him in Jackson. I don't care. Why not? We got, we got Eli Apple with CB2 right That's now, bro. Praying. Well, actually, Miami may need him for real. Um, I'll take him in Jackson. I like my cornerback room a lot, actually. He will not Milton is cocky, like with his arm strength and everything. He he has arrogant arm strength. That's what he has. I, I agree. I don't think he's gonna be bored this game. I really don't. He shouldn't be. I think this is gonna be the game where he's um and then see this comment right here. You better believe this comment is on the bulletin board somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You better believe this comment is on the, in that locker room somewhere. Hey man, I think I think it's a. I don't want to say it's like a must must win, but I think if he if Billy wins his game, he helps himself out tremendously. First of all, the state is going to go crazy if we win. Yeah, probably beat your beat a rival in two years. That's good news. You got you got you got to perform. And that's and that's that's a, that would be your first well second signature win. If you think about it, you were talking last year. Yeah. Last year was his first game, but it was a signature win because I mean nobody expected us to beat Utah. We didn't know what kind of team we had. This so, is probably our best chance to beat a rival because Georgia, Florida State, LSU. Uh, yeah. I still wouldn't be shocked if we beat Florida State this year. Of course you wouldn't. Reason, I'm not, I'll wait to talk about that, bro. We and that's the other thing. We did have a decommitment today, Jerry. Um, yeah, you got some explaining to do. Makai Barreau did the de- three star defensive tackle from Fairburn, Georgia, did decommit from Florida today. Um, oh. they're still gonna pursue them, they're still heavily recruiting them. Um, but I mean, other teams are after them. George, Georgia's probably the team in the driver's seat right now. Because they finally actually started pushing for him. Georgia, Auburn, Florida—they're all—they're all still after him. So, but Jerry, this is your fault since he's in Georgia. Um, so. Oh yeah. my god! Like, why did you let this happen? Uh, my apologies. I did not take care of business. The job's not finished. Job's not finished though. <laughs> yeah, job's not finished with uh, a certain family in Orlando either. Dude, you are ridiculous. Why are you like this? No, I'm just saying. I mean, Aiden's younger brother is playing really well right now. Yeah. Being, being recruited still, he's playing really well. Life I've seen from him. Yeah. Family tradition going. You know, that's all I'm yeah. saying. We actually we actually ended up seeing him and his fam uh at the game because he was with everybody, so it was crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. 
Hmm, okay. we, we, we passed by the facility. We want because Sauce had never no, yeah, Sauce had never been. I don't think, or was it Marcus? Was, I think was it you had never I been. So Mar we went over there and we ended up seeing them and then his dad Will and everything. So yes, we do go to Bat Bruce this year. Well, want to talk about the Gary Walk, Gary? Oh yeah, so Marcus, Marcus. So for all the Gator fans watching this, the number one rule when you go to Gator Walk, when you go to a Gator game, period, especially one that you know you're gonna be walking around all day, you need to drink water for about a day prior to, so you're not dehydrated. Marcus right. was empty. My, my bro, I'm telling you right now, really, Marcus, he was dehydrated, bro. I was doing okay. I was doing good for the vast majority of the time we were walking and stuff. But that sun was hitting. It, it said 84 degrees. It was not 84 degrees. You cannot convince me. When they say a swamp, the only gears got alive, there wasn't too many gears getting alive that day. Bro, people, oh, were, people were cooked. Like, look at this, look at this little girl, bro. She was she was like about to die. This is at Gator Walk. She was about to die. Y'all gotta drink your water, man. Y'all, yes, I did drink a lot of water. I work out all the time. I drink water like religiously. This is Marcus on the on the cooling bus, him and sauce. First of all, Marcus, why do you look like you about to commit a crime before humanity? Damn. <laughs> like you plotting something. <laughs> you just call me a black you just call me a monkey? No, you no, you That's look like you're plotting. You look like you're plotting something. Like, what, what's going on? I was plotting getting some rehydration. That's what I was doing. Yeah, we were we were dying, bro. It was it was awful. It was all bad. But like yes, I drank plenty of water, but the night before I drank like what 10, 12 bottles of water that, that day. Because uh, I almost religiously. And also, like Gator Josh. We ran to Gator Josh uh at the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about I couldn't I, I couldn't um you, you, didn't, couldn't, you didn't make town, brother. Yeah, I make towns. I was darn near in Birmingham. Tough break. Make towns. I was with family. Interact with the fans. Family cool to you? Family cool I, to y'all? I, I was with family, man. Man, family fired y'all? You said what? Family's fired y'all? No. We got a chance oh, to see hey, Coach Reed. I mean, Coach I mean, was sliding by. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Pretty close. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, only Marcus would do this. I don't know why he would do this going to a Gator game. Like, no, Marcus. Marcus got the most compliments I've ever seen. And like, everybody's like, "Oh, bro, your jersey's fire. Oh, it's dope." Like, everybody, everybody passed by him. Like, why y'all have that gas in that man? Though, come on, man. It was true. Hey, man, it, it made sense though. I rep. I represent my my city. I represent my team area where I go, and represent one of the greatest Gators that ever played. And like Gators three or four people in that jersey. Y'all. This this man the very next day was scared that AR was gonna do some generational things. <laughs> no, yeah, you were scared. I mean, yeah, they took the lead. You was like, oh snap! Oh, hold on a minute. Uh, my chest might be starting to hurt a little bit. Um, no, hey, bro, they feeling right? <laughs> hey, Jack Jacksonville, Jacksonville better go ahead and do what they got to do in that division. You get about two or three more years. But speaking of that, speaking of that. How did y'all think he looked? I thought he looked pretty decent. I thought Anthony Richardson looked pretty decent out there. I mean, of course, he's going to make those few mistakes, but for the most part, he looked poised. He looked prepared. He, he made some nice throws. He made some plays. So how did y'all think he looked? Fine. Yeah. 
I, I thought he looked fine. I thought he, I thought he looked like he actually had uh, a playbook that he actually liked. Well, and what have we been saying? It's all about getting reps too. So the more reps he gets, the I feel like the better he's gonna be. Like he most, said, most of his problems are that, but he does have some mechanics to fire out. But again, that comes with reps. Like anything past like 10, 15 yards, we were not afraid of whatsoever. But the RPO game was some one thing he did we all knew he was very good at, and he did excel out of Florida at times when he we wasn't throwing 110 mile mile, mile power fastballs. Looks solid there. I will I like say when they get to the red zone, though, I will say that's gonna be a very fun team because I like that QB power they ran. Yeah, oh, him in the red zone. By the way, shout out to Trevor Lawrence for the advice he gave him because he's right. I mean, you're a great player, but you got hey, you got to learn to slide because them hits they do add up in this league. Like this ain't college. You got to remember it's a little different. Uh, that hit he took from Andre Cisco at the end, he got fucking clocked. He he, he did. I, I mean, and this is true. He really don't have hardly any weapon. He's got it's one bad. at right but that's it. You don't have nothing at I dropped the AR in a few things. I mean, he still having struggles, but that was smart. Pops. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get him as a backup, but you know. I think he better than all the other rookies. I'll say that much. He he did. Hey, Chris Young ain't got no weapons either. <laughs> he ain't got yeah. no weapons either. Who's trying to tell was a weapon? I saw I saw his story play out. I mean, see, I, just, I will say though, AR he he has thing. He, he did okay. He didn't look overwhelmed or anything like that. Yeah. I will say some of those runs that he pulled out there, you can tell he's in the NFL now because if that was here, if he was still here in Florida, some of those runs he would have went. Oh, he went went to the crib. He slid, yeah. Yeah, because some of those are Lucon and some of those linebackers chased him down and ran him out after like two yards. Right, right. Yeah, and and, and I said with CJ Stroud, he wasn't terrible yesterday, but he's put a, he's put the fucking Ravens in defense. He has no weapons. Like none of these, none of these quarterbacks. No, bro. Speaking of, the, speaking of the Ravens, uh, I'm gonna have to change the name to the Johns Hopkins Ravens. Yeah, they all in Johns Hopkins Hospital right now. So uh, yeah. Hospital rapists. <laughs> Dude. At this point, I, I thought they were going to get hurt again. I Jake told you. For his Achilles. And then Marcus, uh, Marcus Williams and Torn Peck. Mark Andrews yeah. already played with Quad. Joe Mills right here. All right, Foster. 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 My brother in Christ. It's AR. Let's be serious now. Yeah, it's AR. Look. Wilson, not sure about Wilson. He may be cooked. I'm gonna be honest about Russell Wilson. Sean Payne got them boys running the 2020 Drew Brees playbook. They ain't throwing deep, y'all. Yeah. And on top of it, who is he really throwing to right now? Of course, that, that, that's one of the more overrated wide receiver rooms I've seen in quite a minute. Hey, Jerry Judy's generational. He's, not. He's a generational route runner, but that's oh it. Oh my god, y'all, y'all see this. Joe Number so, nine overall player Michael Hudson committed to Texas Tech. Yeah, that was expected. Mm. He's a legacy there too. Wait, Foster said Joe Milton's a, uh, a less talented aide. He's less athletic. He, the arm is there, but like it's way better than the yards is. That explains it. That explains it right there. No wonder. Oh, you didn't play. You look right as hell anyway. Who cares? I, you know, I, I do like Joe Milton. I like Joe Milton since he came out of high school. I just think sometimes his decisions just, like, throw me off. Like, 
I just don't get why sometimes he throws the ball to certain guys at certain times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. It He's hit or miss for me. I mean, yeah, he is. I mean, if he puts it all together, he can be really good. But see, he's a six shit. He's not like AR. AR was what, third year in college or redshirt sophomore? Yeah. Bill Mills is a six year senior. He's yeah. been at Michigan and now Tennessee. Like at this point, he is who he is. So it's like, yeah, I'm but you know, get Stetson Bennett can give everybody hope, right? Well, yeah, yeah true. Why are you throwing across your body, man? Jaden Jaden Daniels is at what? This is fifth year, fourth, fourth, I believe. He spent his first two years at Arizona State. He was a starter there. That's right. For two years, and then he transferred. I think when the coach, I think when um Herm Edwards got fired, he transferred. Yeah, that's he was right. First big recruit, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. And then he transferred to LSU last year, so he's a senior now. I want to ask y'all though, just going back to Gator football. How how do y'all think we should start the game? Right, like. Starting for starting from the coin toss. Say we win the coin toss. You kicking or you receiving? I put my defense out there first. Just put defense out. Set tall. Yeah, I'm putting my defense out there first. But you gotta tell them we need to stop. Like you gotta get a stop. Well, of course you gotta get a stop. But I mean, I also want to see the process. See what they do first. You want to see what they're coming out with early, so you're not shell shocked after an offense punts or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would also kick it off, I believe. Dude, that people forget that he was he started he was starting at Tennessee early. That's a good question, Trey. Like what like what what do y'all think? I want I want to hear y'all opinions on this. I don't know if it's the fact that Graham targets Ricky too much, or we just have a lot of play design for I think Ricky. Trust him also because again, this is a really inexperienced wide receiver room. It's a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores. Yeah. Has success here. Or guys who barely play. That also. So I get it. I don't fault him for like trying to look Pearsall's way more often than not. But some of these designs are also kind of wonky in that they don't really permit guys to get open as well as I'm much. glad you saw it live. Yeah, because there were a bunch, there were a lot of route concepts there, especially on those the merch scrambles. Yeah. Where guys were just way too bunched up. Guys ran right into each other, ran their yeah. ran their men into each other. Yeah. So it was difficult to get guys open. And it was really condensed and bunched up. It it is, man. It is. And like you have a guy like Caleb Douglas. I think you got to find a way to get him involved. And that's where we're in this podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Oh. Oh. oh my God. He just left. Oh, my God. Um, can, you target your, can you target your best receiver too much? Um. To a certain extent. To an extent, yeah. To an extent, yeah. Because at some point it gets like repetitive and then you target way, way too much. 
So, yeah, I would say so, especially if other guys are open. You know what I'm saying? Like, Trey Wilson, man, this guy, he was open a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when he was out there, when we, when we gave him a good route to run. Um, but for, for some reason, Ricky Pearsall uh, is a guy that we do target, you know, overwhelmingly. Uh, so I would say, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. We target him a lot, though. Maybe slightly too much. To me, whoever is open, throwing the ball. Yeah, that, that's true. But, I mean, hey, I, I, I get why people would be concerned about that. And Marcus, come back. Who did we did we throw Marcus Marcus? There was one play, and y'all y'all probably remember. We threw we threw a jump ball to who threw a jump ball to in the end zone, bro. Was it like Pearsall or I want to say I want to say it was Pearsall. I'm not quite sure. Oh my god. Because I was confused as why we didn't use Frazier's in the red zone more. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's in Marcus Burke. Marcus Burke as well. Yeah, I didn't see too much ball in the water. Hey, look, it, hey, hey, it was um Caleb, it was it was somebody else's birthday too. It was, yeah. Who was Caleb Douglas, right? I think what it was Caleb Douglas' birthday. They need to keep Ricky off. I agree. I agree. That part, that I would say I would say put Trey back Trey back there because of his explosiveness, but I won't think they want to because again, young freshman, young freshman mistakes. Now I know I said this could be a breakout game for Trey Wilson. But there's another receiver I'm looking at that could have a breakout game. Who, Andy? Caleb Douglas. He should. Caleb's he's pretty solid, bro. He's a solid receiver. I really like Caleb Douglas's game. Yeah, I think we got five ways to get him the ball. And I do agree about the route concept. They got to stop running each other, being in the same area at the it's, same time. It's that, that, that can't happen. I think the concept with the play action, though, when you have like three layers of receivers, you have wide receiver one over the top, you have a slot uh, in the middle like um, Aiden or Eugene, uh, and then you have your tight end um, sliding out in that play action. I mean, I think that's a, pr- a pretty good uh, play call. I, I do like it, especially if the running game is going. But if the running game is not going, you're not fooling anybody. So it's all about situational play calling, you know, depending on what you have, third and eight, you know, I want to do that. It's, you know, third and three, third and four. I think that's a great play call. So it depends. Yo, this is how bad it is for Jets fans. Oh, no. Yes. They're calling for Cam Newton. Now they get cooked in the quote. In the quote. They're going to absolutely. You want two you want two injured quarterbacks. Would you rather take him would you rather him or Zach Wilson? The same we're all gonna be the same came out on fucking shoulders. <laughs> you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. Well, this one's young and can make, make a make a midseason, make a make a in the middle of the season trade for Kyle Trask. Who says no? You know, it would be just – it would be just their luck. And Jermaine yeah. Johnson would say. It would be just the luck for the Bucks, where they actually do trade Kyle Trask to the Jets. He balls for them. 
And then Baker Mayfield just craps the bed for the rest you of the You know the worst part about this happening right now is the Jet, the way this game is going, you see exactly why people were so excited about the New York Jets. <laughs> the the defense defense is is yeah. They've always given them issues since last year, but like, my goodness. 1,000% reg- uh, agree, Kenny. Kenny and Trey, man, everybody in the comment section, salute to y'all. Y'all are cooking with these takes. I agree with pretty much everything y'all are saying. Yeah, y'all on point with these things. Even with the Georgia fans, even with Pops in here, like on point with the comment. Hey, man, when you know ball, you know ball. About The thing with myself, is it more of a trust thing with the coach staff where they concerned with his size at this moment? I, I think it might be a mixture of both because when he yeah. gets hit, he's down, bro. He's not. He's down. Right. And then he also tried to catch the ball at one hand. So you can see, like, you know, yeah, I, I get it. They were trailing. He's such an explosive athlete, such a gener- uh, such an explosive guy. You have to kind of, you can't keep him off the field. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. I mean, at some point. AB, I will say, there were a few times where Andy Gene was like cooking guys in routes. We just couldn't get involved. Like he was, oh my Lord. Well, we had he- seven years senior Michael Leon out there. How is he going to get the ball? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like in the, in the beginning of the game, somewhat when he got out there, like maybe like second quarter, and Graham was out there. Oh, yeah, looked good. Latavius Murray. Yes, Latavius Murray is still in the league. Buffalo, stay in your running back room. How's Dalvin Cook doing? Not better than Brees Hall. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, check my fantasy teams because. I'm so grateful for my Cowboys defense. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I'm definitely going <laughs> to because they got James Cook, and that's the only one that's playing. I'm definitely going to win that matchup. So let me check my other one here. Oh. Yep, definitely going to win this matchup too. Who do they have playing? Stephon Diggs and the Bills defense. Playing well, but not enough to unseat me. So I'll be wanting to know in that league. I will say, how many primetime games did the NFL accidentally give Zach Wilson? Wait, bro, pause. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So Dalvin middle Dalvin Cook's middle name is James, and James Cook's middle name is Dalvin. You can't be serious. Wait a minute, bro. Let me do my <laughs> it's like it's like Calvin really. His like all their his him and his siblings' middle names begin with the letter O. I'm lost in this league. And I definitely Alvin Cook's middle name is James. Are you serious? I am serious. That's hilarious. What about what about James's middle name? And Josh Allen just threw another interception. Hey, bro, put some respect on to oh. his name. Put Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, on. hold on. hold on. Hold on. Yo. I know this ain't indisputable evidence, and we're going to talk about this more tomorrow. But um, um, do I look crazy now? Yes. No, yes. I no, I don't. What are you talking about? Get off cock, bro. Come I on. told y'all. I told y'all this man been leading league in turnovers the last two years. And by the way, they showed a stat earlier today since he got in the league. You know he's tied for the most uh, the most turnovers in the league by a player by a quarterback. Josh Allen. Tied with. Now that I didn't, I forgot who he was tied with, but it was. I think they say he had like eighty turnovers in five years. That's crazy. 
I believe that because he has to do so many damn things for this offense to even function. And he's such a high risk guy. It's yeah. not. It's not implausible. But, but does he have to do so much? Yes, because he can't run the fucking ball. He's the only person that's capable of doing it. Yes. Do you Who's number two receiver? Yes, Davis. Yeah. I, I think I think we will come out with one man. This guy, I don't think I'll have to, but they're going to probably do it. If if it yeah. gets to a point where the game's starting to get away from them, they get they might have to pull one out. Do you think they do it during that point? I think it'll be like it was early. Early or maybe like the second drive, just kind of catch him off guard. Yeah. Tennessee will key on key in on Ricky and Trey. I see Douglas having a break. I just got through saying it. I think he could have I think he could have one. I really do. I I want to see, you know, I think this is a game that we we should see a lot of Trey on Webb wearing down the defense. I would love that, along with the other running backs. <laughs> oh, look at this. Jordan Whitehead is a bad <laughs> That's his third pick of them today, right? I think it is. I know it's his. De- it's definitely his second. Wait a minute, Josh Allen's thrown three picks today. Yeah. Turnover machine. So, but, Ab, Ab, would you? Would you? you would, some people, I was pushing narratives. Wait, so Ab, so Ab, you gonna go ahead and say two is the best quarterback in the AFC East, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna go that far. Then who is? If it's, actually, it's actually a healthy um, Josh Allen. What about a healthy Tua? I got to see more because he's he makes that team infinitely better. Let's be serious, though. All jokes aside about Tua. You said what? Like, Tua makes that team infinitely better than what he, they got. He, he, he really does. He's got to stay healthy, but also he's got to be more consistent. Because you, you got to think about it. His career has been inconsistent, too. He kind of has. I mean, he'll have one good game, then it'll be another game. The next game, like, is this the same quarterback that played last week? He looked great yesterday. He was very decisive. Cooking yesterday. It made Tyreek Hill. And by the way, there's no answer whatsoever for Tyreek Hill. Forget about it. None. Putting him up all game is a choice. A bad choice. But JC Jackson sold, sold, and I'm grateful. Former Maryland DB JC Jackson. Okay, Mr. Jennings. I, I mean, he. I mean, when when they when he announced himself in the starting lineup, he says University of Maryland. Because he played there for the most part, but he did start here. Why would he throw this ball, bro? What? He thought he'd get it there. Throws his arm way too much. They got fooled. Yeah, but, um, I can see Florida having. Johnson and Trevor in at the same time. You know what? I would like to see that as well. I would like to see throw teams off. You're not going to know who's going to get the ball. And that's another – you know what? That's another way you can get the ball. In it works well when one person does something else at a high level. But also, you don't know – like, you, you can do that, put them both in at the same time and use them in the passing game. Yeah, you could, but, but Mon- Montreal, Montreal's hands are sus, bro. That's why you don't do it. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I didn't necessarily say throw to him. Or Sharpie Etienne's hands in the past again. I'm, I'm all for I'm all for trying it, but I mean, I mean, just a little wrinkle. As long as long as you don't have Dante Xanders in the game at the same time. Is a pretty good 
Yeah. I mean, now, Cam Carroll was the best receiving back on this team, and he was going to be the third down back, really, for that for that reason. But, of course, he hurt towards ACL, so mm-hmm. I mean, he won't, be, he won't be in for the season. Or extra block. Yeah, that's another thing. Extra blocking. That's oh, my gosh. What a play. What a play. Oh, he's talking about putting Trevor in the slot. I can see that. I can see that. Man. Mm-hmm. Trying to set something up. But also, I, I want to see more of the freshman wide receivers. This is way too much down with Cook for my taste. Okay, Bruce huh? all in now. Thank God. You want to know what else I saw, though? What? Merce is willing to run. But he, hey, that he's, brother is not getting hit, though. Yeah, he, he, ain't, he ain't a dynamic runner, but he's at least willing to. Hey, Kyle, this was willing to run. Give me them three or four yards, and I'm good. I want to see Florida run the bootleg play that the Packers run against the Bears and Aaron Jones. I can see Trevor Boone. You know, yeah, I mean, that, that was a nice play, too. By the way. Matter of fact, damn, Bears. Aaron Rodgers, Donald, y'all still can't beat them. Come on, man. They ain't never going to win. Ever. They ain't never beating them boys again. And this is guy, my job, that's a huge, diehard Chicago sports fan. Cubs, Bears, Blackhawks. Um, I told him, like, dang, bro. I said, and then, dang. Aaron Rodgers gone, y'all still can't be. you like, man, it's, it's a travesty. I think Napier will follow Lash's path and continuously push that push those that produce it to the front. I did get running backs. We expect to see more of You know what? Yeah. I, would I, hope- do, I do fully expect that to happen sooner rather than later. I mean, guys entering the portal, like, they're entering for a reason. They see writing on the wall, and on top yeah. of that, they're calling guys. Portal's popping, man. Because Darius Perkins was a Mullen guy. That's a Georgia fan. Why would he we put ET in? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. It's an idea, you know, it's an idea. Throwback screen. I want to ask Georgia fans, how do you feel about utilizing uh your guys where you're using them? How do you feel about having Mike Bobo? <laughs> Like office coordinator, because I don't, I, I don't. Think- yeah, how do y'all feel about having Mike Bobo? I want to, I want to know, Jane. Because I, I know the one I was how y'all had him, and it was not pretty. Garrett Wilson, could y'all been. talking about having both of them on the field? Well, <laughs> well, see, that, I think that's what he meant. Like, if you're gonna have both of them on the field, you can use them in different ways. They don't necessarily yeah. have to be in the backfield. He said, "I'm fine." That doesn't sound very encouraging, Pops. I'm not even going to lie to you. Look, man, if if, if you're happy with Bobo, I just think bitch. What'd you say? Oh, my God. What, bro? Oh, Garrett Wilson. Just sunned the cornerback. Garrett Wilson just sunned him. You got to be kidding me. That's my fantasy wide receiver, bro. Let's go. Did you just see that? I didn't see it. That is nasty. (gasps) This is what sucks about the Rodgers. This is why people would like the Jets so much this season. This is exactly why. Wow. Like, bro, like you sunned him. Hey, that's it was, that's that's 
that's Ohio State on LSU crime right there, bro. All right, y'all ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Yes. This is a great game. Oh, brother. Yeah, is him in neutral. Yeah. Oh, that play. Oh, yeah, he is. I'm not judging the team off play pay for play games this weekend. Y'all gonna kill South Carolina, man. They can't block. We talked about that last week. They can't block anybody. Yeah. Y'all got y'all got any final thoughts when we wrap this up? Please win. Please win. Yeah, let's let's win to avoid all the because Gator fans are gonna be irrational, uh, regardless. But let, let's just win this game, man. You know, I really want to see us get it. Hopefully, it's the equivalent of Utah and Florida last year. We get a, a ranked win at home. Napier's happy. Gator fans are happy, and yeah, we take it and then go and win the next two games. And see, for me, like hopefully we do get a win because I feel I honestly feel like if we do. This can be the game that turns everything around. Like, like th- this could it could get us on that upward trajectory. I feel you're coming from. Yeah. Like this the confidence factor. Put it this way. I don't know if y'all old enough to remember. Y'all kind of are, but hey, pops, pops is a, is a great. We love pops on here, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He he he's not trolling. Rattler wins games against teams with DBs that can't catch you. Yeah. Trey, we hey, appreciate it, man. We appreciate it for sure, man. But like, you guys aren't old enough to remember. I kind of am. We know. Like, winning this game could be equivalent to back in 2000 when Miami finally beat Florida State because they couldn't beat them for a while. And that kind of that kind of got them going. Yeah, like, brother, I was two or three years old. I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was like two. Oh, yeah, was the U part two. Like, remember they won that game. It kind of got them going. I got them in that direction where, hey, like we can really do something here. So hopefully we can have that kind of game where, like, in, just in Billy's tenure, this being his second year, we mm-hmm. win a game of this magnitude, and it get, it finally gets us going, gets us off the off the hook, and we can kind of just go from there. It'll just, be Billy's first win versus a rival, I think, right? Right, and it'll be his first win against a rival, and, and we can and we can build, we can build yeah. off of that. So hopefully, um, we can do that. Um, yeah, man, sure. Who has the song? Oh wait, we didn't do a song last week because we were depressed. Who, who would? I think it would have been Marcus, but he decided not to do one. That's right. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus. Also, my swamp, my swamper of the week, my swamper of the week, once oh, again. Yeah. Shamar James offensively. Trayon Webb. Salute Trayon Webb. See, I would have said Trayon Webb offensively, but the 3D running back room is my swamp of the week, period. Yeah, I'm going with the entire running back room. I can't just pick just one. I feel you. Swamper of the week defense is it's actually it's actually co swamper. Scooby and Shamar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> that's you know, Pops, that's unfair, bro. Me, man. Boy, I, well, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I, I, I never root for y'all, no matter what, uh, unless it's against Florida State. If y'all play Florida State, I'll root for y'all. But uh, I root for Tennessee against uh, Georgia. I do. I just. I don't know, man. I feel like this is Marcus's burner. 
It's most definitely not my burner. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. Dude, we got to stop being so hard on ourselves all the time, man. Just enjoy the process. You know, we won't always be down. There's always light in the tunnel. We'll be back. You were right. Jordan Whitehead does have three interceptions. Jesus. First number three picks in the game since Ty Law. And he fumbled the ball. He just fumbled. Oh, my God. Josh Allen just put on the machine. Are you serious? Yes. He fumbled twice. And he's hurt. Oh, damn. And he's hurt. Dang, both quarterbacks got hurt. This is a shame. There's a reason the Bills were forgotten about, guys. As a Dolphin fan, I love seeing this madness. This game is insane. This, well, yeah, we're gonna end this right here, but this is this is insane. Oh, Sue. Yeah, this, this Wait a minute, is... he fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball twice. <laughs> Do I still look crazy? That's the second funniest fumble. Am I still pushing narratives though? This man was ready to get this off after everyone talked about Dak Prescott throwing seventy picks in twelve games. Because no, the, the media refused to talk about it. Is this a fight? What is happening right now? They're fighting. <laughs> 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 I'm this, this, anyway, let's, let's get up out of here. Hey, Pops, yeah. it could be worse. You could have went against the Cowboys defense. Oh, brother, let's end this now. Yeah, but um, yeah, Marcus, you got the song. What, what, what are we picking this week? Okay, let's see what we got. I'll be there. I'll be a seventy-year-old white guy from Umatilla somewhere, and I'll pick the, the damn alma mater. Who cares? Just be Tennessee, yo. Please. How about how about how about we do "Won't Back Down," bro? Makes sense. Why not? Screw it. "Won't Back Down" by Tom Petty is a song of the week. Hey man, I was the same. That's all like a fraud. Like, and, and stay away from too. Bro, I was I was in this one. I was. Jerry, if I ever go to a game and you that, and I see you do that. I hey man, the DJ was on point though. DJ was playing good stuff pregame. Yeah, he was in his bag. I'm telling you this before we end this now, Jerry. If I see you at a game doing that while Tom Petty's playing, I will personally walk over to where you're sitting, and I'm gonna slap the hair off of your head. <laughs> slap the beard off. This one's probably that fear, B. But um. Yeah, I guess we'll go with Tom Petty. All the hell with it. Hell with it. Stop hating, bro. I'm not hating. It's just, hey. Maybe this will be a good omen. Maybe this will be a good omen. But um, let everybody know where they can follow y'all. Burner accounts included. Yeah, man. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at jbreezyii. No need to tell you what my burner is because it's a burner. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's- Pretty much sure you can follow me, Jalen Martin Squad I on Instagram. You already know how I'm coming, man. Marcus Davis904 on Twitter. No burners necessary. Marcus Davis underscore on Instagram if you would so very choose to do so. This is his burner. It's not my burner. What is but um y'all as usual, you can follow me on Twitter at aceway one on Instagram at ace underscore way one. Ladies, um, you can no. follow the podcast page, yes, no. yes, hater. Um, you can follow the <laughs> podcast page on Twitter at inside underscore swamp and on Instagram at inside underscore for that place and on TikTok at inside swamp one. 
that, this has been another great episode of Swamp is Not For That Place. We're going to leave it as we always do. God bless y'all. Go Gators. Stay safe. Take care of your mentals. Take care of your loved ones. Tell them you love them every single day. Check in on them every single day. Absolutely. Marcus. With soap and water, hot water that is, with a loofah, washcloth, whatever you prefer, wash your ass. Oh, and if you're in the swamp on Saturday, wear blue. That is all. Wear blue, baby. Wear blue. Wear blue. All blue. And be loud. Be loud. Make make them fear. Make them fear, y'all. The ghost Bro, of Gabe. Come on, Dalvin. The sound of Y'all, we'll say to y'all, God bless y'all. Go Gators and have a great night. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir, man. Go Gators. Go Gators. Stay.